Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Today, we're very festive and we're going to take a look behind the scenes at Nintendo holiday parties. You think they must be very beautiful and glamorous and elegant? Guess what? Think again. That is not the case at no. all. These wild stories are coming up in just a moment, but um, first of all, everything that we do here is made possible by our wonderful Patreon family, thank you so much for supporting us. Yeah, you know, we're in the holiday season. You might think, well, Patreon is a place where I can go to subscribe to get stuff like early access to this podcast and mm -hmm. all sorts of other great things. True, but we now also have a Patreon shop where yes. you can get other things that I gotta say make, can make some great holiday gifts. Right, you can also gift somebody a Patreon subscription. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Somebody was like, somebody in our Patreon was like, yeah. for my birthday, my partner got me a year's subscription oh. to your your Patreon. I was wow. like, what a great partner, first nice. of all. Well done. What a great gift. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of ways, I think, in this festive season that maybe you know you can think of a creative gift. And maybe yeah. we, we can be that gift. But you, or your, uh, your friends. you could get a personalized video, us mm -hmm. sending a personalized greeting or, or message to somebody you know, or, or even yourself. Yes. Got to put in the for yourself option. That's always possible. <laughs> it's true. Uh, autograph photo, all sorts of great things. Yes, check uh, it out. That we have out there. So you should check it out. Yes. Yes. We just came off of a great Thanksgiving holiday weekend, um, and we had our Patreon meetup over the weekend as well. So it was really nice to have you know, a nice Thanksgiving with our families, but also share some some of the nice, you know, Friendsgiving with our Patreon family as well. We played um, the new booster courses from Mario yeah, Kart. Yeah, a lot of fun. It was really, really fun. We had a great time. That is one of the many benefits that you can get if you join us on patreon.com slash Kit and Krista. Speaking of Friendsgiving, thank you for all the great comments on our last episode where we had yes. our big Thanksgiving table of friends. So uh, we shared a lot of the comments that we got either in our Discord or on the video directly with them. And yes. it was really like great stuff because again, you know, working at Nintendo, like you can often get tunnel vision or you don't often mm -hmm. see like the direct result that your work has. So right. they were really like happy to see like, oh, you're fine. I remember you working on that scavenger hunt at yeah. PAX. I, I still have those hung nicely on my wall. He was so happy about he that. He was so happy to hear that. And I think um, we had so much fun just catching up and hanging out with all of our friends. Um, and it was really nice to be able to have sort of a bigger group like that. I know we, we need to work out some audio stuff in the future, but we hope that we're so glad to see and we hope that you guys did really like that format and that episode because we definitely have more ideas like that for the future. So tell us if you want to see more of our um, former Nintendo friends on the podcast. We love to continue doing this. There's no shortage of them. There's no shortage. <laughs> but again, yes. where was producer Stephanie? Not invited. Her, her invitation got lost in the mail somehow. She huh? was already on the podcast. So I gotta give some okay. other people a chance. Can't to. outshine these other people. 
She is very prolific. I so see. So we need to give others a chance to shine. I see. But I she'll see. be back. Okay. For sure. Fine. She'll be back. Speaking of holiday gifts, we have posted now our holiday gift guide. Check yes. it out. 12 great items. I'm very proud of this list. I am too. I would be glad to get any of these things. You have some. Fortunately, I own them all. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Um, I think what's really fun about this one was, first of all, we've never done an official Kit and Krista holiday gift guide. Yeah. This is our first annual. Definitely want to do this again next year because we are big into like holiday gifts in general. But I think I really like this list because it was very unique. Like a lot of the items are not typical things that you get. Um, it's all video game themed. Yeah. But it's not boring, like, get your friend the Switch game. Like, no. That's no. lame. One of them you might see on our set here. Which yes. one? I won't spoil it for you. I I'm came in this morning, Jeremy. loaded up you did. with presents for you. I know. I, I had wrapped yours, and, and no, um, they are at you don't home even right have now. Them. I do have them. You don't even them. have them. I have so many. No. I've, I've done the uh, quantity versus quality. No, no, no it's oh, very quality. That means you've got no quantity. ideas at all. It's, it's a lot of stuff. We're gonna do a gift <laughs> unwrapping video yes, for sure. Right. We have our Christmas tree up in the studio. Yeah, it looks and great. Now there is presents under the tree. Yeah. It's very festive. So nice. It but is. Um, if you need an idea, if you're if you are drawing a blank for what to get, um, you know, people in your life that love video games and you don't want to get them the Switch game, like another Switch game or another just game, these are some really fun, creative, like gaming adjacent items. That's right. You can get somebody; they probably love it. We um, so so like you said, we're doing holiday parties as our big story time for this podcast. But we've really had kind of an internal struggle because we you had did. two great options. <laughs> so the other option was the story of not the game awards, not the Spike TV video game awards. The one year thing that happened in between that was very strange. Yes. VGX which is yeah. an event that was cursed from the start, which I attended Oof. and saw the strangeness with my own eyes. We had to tell this story before the Game Awards, which is next week. Right. We're gonna do a bonus story time video, which will be out, I don't know when, but sometime before the Game Awards. Right. We're gonna tell in all of its glory this story, which is even weirder than you might think. Yeah. I went back and watched, I was like, surely that show is still online somewhere, and it is. And it's even weirder than I remembered it being in the moment. This is the one where Jeff was joined by Joel McHale. That's right. Yeah. Um, Reggie was there, had kind of with a weird vibe with Jeff. I don't want to spoil all of the story, but yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to tell this one. Yeah, this is where it's like such and such existed so the other thing could fly. Like VGX failed it's, so TGA could is fly true. It is kind true. of thing. Right. But it was like a weird... But it did fail. It was like that weird... Stop gap. It was one year in between the two things. Right, before, from, from when the first thing ended and the second yeah. thing started, and it, it definitely was very strange. You, def, you you experienced it more so firsthand. So, yeah, I have a very, like, fuzzy memory, but I remember it being bizarre. Um, yeah. So I can't wait to this, dig this into This is going to be one. good. You will not want to miss this. Yes. Uh, and then finally, we, by now it's out. We are in the Dragon's Dogma 2 showcase mm -hmm. uh, pre and post show. If you have not seen that yet, check it out. Uh, they had some great news in there. Yes. You get to see us play the game. I got to say, the part that I played was very good. You did a good a job. What happened. You did a good job. I think yeah. we all were able to do a little bit different from each other's gameplay. Like, yeah. we all tried some different characters. There was a very dramatic moment involving cooking meat that I will oh my not God, spoil. The meat. 
meat. You need to watch this video, if only to see the meat, please. The, the video game Meat Crown goes has, to Dragon's Dogma. Has now Dog. been taken from Mario Party. From Mario, the Mario Party Meat Cube to now to Dragon's Dogma Dragon's Two. Your Dogma move, Nintendo, two. to take it back. Yeah, your move. That's right. It's gonna be hard though. Yeah, good luck. That one is pretty. We uh, need a Switch Two to make more realistic meat. <laughs> We need the graphics the to be that much better. It's gonna look so <laughs> the real. The stakes yes. are very high. Uh, oh! Wow. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, let's move on, please. Uh, all right, we're moments away from telling this great story about holiday parties, but first we've got to shout out our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Uncommon Goods. I am so happy that we have Uncommon Goods as a oh sponsor gosh, in the holiday season. You might know, say, what am I going to do? It is officially time to kickstart your holiday shopping, but there's no cause for panic. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping for mom, dad, teenagers, in-laws, or your best friends, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want. Yes, seriously. We all need all the help we can get right now to get through these holiday shopping lists. And Uncommon Goods is so awesome. There's so many unique products, but they're also really curated in a way where it's not overwhelming for you to find what you want. You were showing me something that looked very cool, which was like a make your own game kind of set it's that so came cool. with this piece of hardware that looked kind of like a Game Boy, right. but it had kind of a very, you know, basic like programming language built in where you can make a game. I actually bought that for my little cousin who's oh. interested in making games. Yeah. He went to video game coding camp. Wow. And he actually made a game over the summer. And so I thought, what a great idea. But it is, it has like a shell that's kind of like a handheld, like a Game Boy almost. And then you uh, are paired with a computer program where you can code and make your own game and then port it into the shell. Hmm. So I gave, I'm gave i going to give him the assignment to make me a game to play. Uh, his, gift is my, the game? his gift is my gift, you see. <laughs> but Uncommon Good, some good, some great stuff. Right, um, um, and I, I have shared earlier, I got a great gift for my mom. That is wrapped and ready to go. Oh, wow. That was the very first uh, holiday gift that mm -hmm. I got this year, and I am all set on that. It's just a lot of stuff that you don't, you see so much of the same thing when right. you're browsing. It's like, yeah, that they already have that, or that's boring. Like, yeah. you just browse this, this site, and you get filled with all sorts of ideas because it's stuff you have not seen before. Yeah, and the other thing I really like is they also have uncommon experiences. Yes. Which is basically like classic. Classes that you can you can get and there's tons of different options. There's like mixology classes, there's cooking classes, map making. Wow! If you're interested in becoming a that's cool chartographer, cartographer, cartographer, chartographer, cartographer. Um, but yes, that's a great idea for someone that is looking to gift an activity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so to get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com/kitkrista. That's uncommongoods.com/kitkrista for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we are all out of the ordinary. And we'll put the link right over here and also in the description below. That's right. All, all right. right, holiday parties. So oh this is a story that we have been sitting on for a year. Two years. Well, Almost I remember I remember last year we did a poll. We had two kind of holiday stories yeah. of which one do you want to hear? And people voted for the other one. But I actually think this is the better one. This is the better one. Um, this is quite comprehensive. Oh my gosh. And it has kind of a feel-good ending to it, even though it might start off a little rocky. Yeah, it was very hit or miss. Um, and I, I guess, you know, office holiday parties are not uncommon. You know, a lot of yeah. offices have holiday parties. Right. A lot of people would say, well, that's a nice perk. Why, why are you here to complain about this? Right, yeah. Well, 
let me tell you. <laughs> we really had sort of a, I guess, kind of a unfair. Like we we were in an unfair part of the company, I guess, because our office was like a satellite office, basically. So we were in like the Redwood City、um, office. The corporate headquarters, the Redmond office, they had a separate holiday party. Yes, the Redmond so, holiday party. The Redmond holiday party, which if I I have attended one time. Oh really? Yes, when I was up there for something, they were like, "You can just come to this." Go、um, to go、uh, do some brown nosing. I didn't want to, but I was like, I'm on a business trip, so I guess. I oh, could, you were just there.、Uh, I was on a business trip. I see.、So、I see. It's like, well, I guess I could go to this. Yeah,、place. those looked, and from from the people we spoke to, that that seemed pretty good. And they would do it in the office, right? So it was truly like an office holiday party. They would decorate, and and it looked nice. Right. They had、know? the big Cafe Mario space, which they、yeah. would transform, and they would do a good job of, a good of job. changing it up、yeah. and making it look different.、Um, and yeah, everybody seemed to have a pretty high approval rating. Right. Of those. And also the entire sort of like events team and like that team, they're in red. Yeah, they had a lot of people involved in this. So they knew like how to do it, and they knew like what to bring to you know the office to make it feel fun、mm-hmm. and festive. They they knew like the right caterers, like they they knew that stuff because they lived in Seattle, like they lived、right. in Washington State、right. or whatever. So we were at sort of this disadvantage because. We had, you know, a, a fair amount of people in our office. About a hundred people in our office.、Um, we had sort of like a volunteer, you know, if you guys remember from the office, like the party planning. The、committee. PPC. It's, it's, liter- the, it's, it's literally, literally that. Is the PPC. Were you ever on this? I was on there for a very short、really? stint. And then Tell I, me more. And then I like quit because it was horrible. What were you doing on the PPC? I was forced to be on it from our boss. Really? Like he told me that I had to do it because all of the other assistants were part of it. This is when I was an、oh, when I was、no. his assistant, and he said all of the other admins are part of the party planning committee, so you have to do it too to represent our department. I was like, okay. Okay. So, but there, I, but there were more there were more people involved than just that, right? Right. So mostly it was like all of the assistants, the office manager at the time, yeah, the receptionist. At the time,、uh-huh. and also、um, this one woman who was in our like finance team, like purchasing team. Okay, she was nuts, <laughs> but she was sort of like the de facto head of、oh. the PPC. Okay,、um, but the 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 point is is that we were not like events people. Right. Not like in Redmond where、yeah. they had like、yeah. the actual events team、right. coordinate this、right. kind of stuff. We were not. We had like other jobs. We no idea what we're doing because we're not events people. So the parties that we had in Redwood City were vastly inferior to the Red Redmond. Yes, and you know I I think this was kind of a trend of the Redwood City office was you know we would often have these sorts of events that were meant to be like hey we're giving back to the employees or we're putting together something fun for the employees but they would always kind of miss the mark yeah in one way or the other and they would like feel like a chore or they would not be super well put together right we didn't have a big budget either for these not yeah as, not like Redmond in this case I don't I don't think the budget was the problem for these I think it was just like a lack of Imagination, maybe a lack of being、Just、able to put all the pieces together. Yeah, I don't know. Because they're not events people, so of course not. I don't know. You know. So we have several examples of these that we want to take you through. Oh my gosh! Yeah.、Um, the first was 2009, which was my first 
year, yep. my first full year at Nintendo. Yep. And my first holiday party, I thought, wow, here we go, Nintendo holiday party. This is going to be cool. Yeah. And it was one of the most bizarre things that I have ever, ever been to. Yeah. It was at a um, community center. No, it was, it was at, it's an athletic center. Athletic center, which was sorry. kind of it was like a high, it was pretty high end athletic center, and it was kind of close to the office. Right. And. You know, you think normally a holiday party is like, well, you get to mingle with people, have some mm -hmm. nice food and drinks. Oh, no. Oh, no. The uh, entertainment had been planned for us. Right. We would be having a murder mystery. Dinner. Dinner yes. happening. Right plunked in the middle of this holiday party. So yeah. sit down, get ready to solve a mystery. Right. So we were basically split into tables. Were you at my table? I was sitting right next to you. Okay, perfect. Nothing gets me in the holiday spirit <laughs> like solving murder, a murder. <laughs> a murder mystery? Believe it or not, this is actually not the first murder mystery holiday oh, party no. I had attended when I was at Konami years prior. Why do people do this? We did the exact same thing. What the I don't know what the thought process is. Why murder mystery? Um, yes, let's get the warm and fuzzies from this murder. Yeah, it's it, it was a badly done murder mystery dinner too. Right. Like, it was just awkward from the start. So we were basically at these tables. Everybody had a table and they would have these little vignettes where the actors would come and act out a little scene and then you would have to pay attention to what they right. were doing, like the hired murder mystery actors. And then you would have to write down like at your table like what you think is happening. But it was weird because it's basically like an Ace Attorney game, <laughs> except terrible. <laughs> the actors were so bad, right? Like they were maybe like the most. It was like awkward. It was like, well, you know, the circus is out of season, so we're gonna do some murder <laughs> mysteries on the side to the keep it circus. to keep it going. Yeah, it was like super, like terrible acting. Yeah, like awkward. The other thing that was really kind of weird is that we didn't know each other that well at the time, like not just you and me, but like the whole office right. was like kind of newish. So it was weird to like not have, you know, the, the normal mingling. It would have been nice to have that. Yeah. So there were, there were multiple problems with this. And that was the first one, which was, yeah. it would have been nice to actually have some time outside of work to talk to people right. and get to know them a little bit better. Right. No, no, couldn't do that. Cause it's like everybody pay attention to, to this. this actor that was badly acting out this murder. Yes. Then, the audience participation aspect of it. So, so embarrassing. Like, you, know, you can go to like a Las Vegas show, like they'll pick people out of the yeah. seat, like, come on up. Like if I could pay 20% more to not ever have to worry about that, I would totally do that. Yeah. Because it's always in the back of my mind. I'm like, like oh, they're, they're going to interact gonna with you. They're going to interact with you. I don't think I'm on stage. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I want to fake like a bathroom problem or something yeah, to exactly. get out of it. Or just like look right. around. Like, because they would like, you would have to like report back. Like what, table nine, what do you think happened? Like some people have to like go up and like do mm -hmm. something. It's like, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's not do this at all. It was so, it was like so like stressful. Right. Because... Yeah, you couldn't talk to anybody that was even at your table because you were supposed to be paying attention to this thing. And then you were going to get called on. And you didn't know people that well right. at the time. It was only, the office was like early days, you know? So it was like super, like, it was just like a weird environment to do something like this yeah. in. Yeah. Now, this holiday event and this specific murder mystery has one has a moment at the end that to this day 
haunts haunts me a it little bit. It haunts me. It really it, haunts it, me. It, it is like an unsolved mystery of the murder mystery. Which I can't believe this happened. Maybe we'll get a little bit closer to the truth. I don't think we've ever like fully discussed this. No, because we because were both traumatized by it. <laughs> it's so weird. So again, there was audience <laughs> participation, and at the end, one I, I will not I will not give any details oh God, about this person. this person. Someone from the office was like up and like doing something with one of the actors. Right. And it started to get like kind of flirty between right, them. Right, right. And the show ended with like a deep tongue kiss between right. the two of them. Yes. And everybody was like, is that planned? Or like, it was what's so happening? weird. I'm like thinking These people it. did not know each other. No. This person... Not what you would have ever expected from this person. This person was married. And not what you expect from a murder mystery. This person was married. And I believe that our our families were at this event. <laughs> so I believe that this person's spouse was also there. I think. And I was like, um, what? The other thing is, is that I'm actually... I was actually pretty close to this person. Yeah. And I was so distraught by this. Right. Because I just didn't know, like, it didn't look like it was planned. Right. This person was such a good sport, though. Yeah. Like, laughed it off, sort of just kind of sh shrugged it off. I don't know if I could have done that. I think but I would Did you ever have, a, like, a conversation with this person? I'm no. like, hey, what was that all about? No. It, no. Was, it was never mentioned anywhere. In ever the, uh, again. It was like such it was a, like, like a well, sweet that under we're the all rug. just going to delete this from our memory. I bank. think so, because I don't <laughs> think that it's actually legal um, to have this happen. Wow. <laughs> and there's a lawsuit like waiting to happen. So no, I never brought it up ever again because I was like, I didn't want to ask and make her feel uncomfortable. And then this person never brought it up to me, uh -huh. even when we were alone together. Okay. And like, it was, it was like, I feel like we had an office unspoken understanding from everybody to just delete it out of our memories. Yeah. Never speak of it again. This is honestly the first time I've spoken of it since that office, since 2009. I sure I have haven't not, forgotten about it I though. haven't talked to anybody about this for like, how many years now? Like, four, like 15 years 15 or something? Years, yeah. Whatever, yeah, like 15 yeah. years. Yeah. Um, this is the first time I've even like said any of this stuff out loud because I was so distraught from this. I was True, so distraught. Truly bizarre, truly just, out of nowhere. Oh my god! It wasn't even like a peck. It wasn't. It no. Was, it was like I like said. Five Mississippi's. Okay. <laughs> if you guys think that five Mississippi's is not long, count it right. in your head. See, I thought it was like, oh, they they planned this in advance, but why would they do that? Right. Like, I, no, it wasn't. It, it wasn't planned in it advance. It defies logic. It defies explanation. It's but truly. But then we just all moved on from it. Truly weird. I think that's when I was like, well, time to go. And it truly set the stage for just a, you know, a decade of strange holiday parties. To I think come. I just I I like I like noped out of that holiday party at that moment. You I was just like, had an okay. out of body experience. <laughs> Good night, everyone. I will see you next year. And I left. Um, let's do that with this part of the story and move on to the next year. No, wait a second. Oh, I need to there's tell more. I need to tell a story. Oh, there's more. Of a previous day, year where you were not there. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so that Please. that was 2009. Right. The murder mystery tongue yes, kiss party. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> 2008, you weren't there yet. Mm. That was my, one of the first holiday yeah. parties we did. Was it 2008 or 2007? Whatever. Anyways, the first year that I was there, we had, a, we had one other holiday party. And that was even weirder because we basically had only been in the office since September. 
Oh. So it was like three months in, and we did like a holiday party. Yeah. And it was such like a weird holiday party where this one was a little bit more like traditional where there was like mingling and stuff. But the moment that I remember so clearly is they had this um, tarot card reader that was at the at the event as like entertainment, mm-hmm. and you could go and get like your tarot card, like uh, your fortune told, basically, as like an entertainment thing. And one of our coworkers, she went and got her fortune told. I didn't do this because I'm like I don't want to know. <laughs> you know, don't mess with the don't mess with the supernatural guys. So I like avoided this. <laughs> But she went and got her fortune told, and they the the lady told her that she was gonna get a divorce, and she cried. She started to cry, like during the holiday party. She maybe like, don't maybe don't give that fortune at the corporate holiday party that you're invited to. <laughs> maybe do the good. Maybe do the good maybe fortunes. Just, maybe just maybe just keep it light. You know, you're gonna like, have a great year. You're gonna have a good yeah. holiday. Gonna build a snowman. Isn't that why? Why does that? Why does that card have a skull on it? Oh, don't worry about that one. You throw the third one out. You're gonna do great. <laughs> <laughs> why are all those knives pointed at me? Um, <laughs> but so then, yes, she legit told her that she was gonna get a divorce, and weirdly, she she did, which was kind of odd. Stop laughing. It's not funny. I'm biting my fist right now. <laughs> It's not funny. Anyways, this is what I'm saying. Don't mess with the supernatural because things can happen. But why at a holiday party, why would you do this? At a corporate holiday party, would you do this to somebody? That's just mean. She, maybe she, the spirits were just coming out of her mouth that she couldn't contain herself. But she totally wept, okay, afterwards and was just like weeping in the corner. At the party. Yes, yes. I was good friends with her, so I had to go like comfort her. because, And then I was like, what's going on? What happened? She's like literally weeping and like sobbing in the corner. And I was like, what is happening? She's like, the fortune told, teller told me that I was going to get a divorce. Wow. Okay. So that was the holiday party before the tongue kiss party. Great. So that was, um, that was a good street. Party number three. Uh, so 2010, I'd say this was actually the best one. I think we had we a turnaround. Had, but there was a specific reason for that. So this was at... People may not know this. In San Francisco, is there cool. is a Disney museum. It's yeah. like it's like it's in the, Presidio. the Disney Family yes. Museum. It's actually amazing. If you're in the it's Presidio, kind of dedicated to the life of Walt Disney. That's right. Right. Yeah, but they why have... is it there? Is the Disney family from this area? Maybe. Okay. Don't look at me. I don't know. Um, I don't think they are, but okay. Uh, but the museum is actually incredible, and they have some really cool, like very historical exhibits in there. Yeah. It's in a beautiful location right. in the Presidio, which is right next to like the Golden Gate Bridge, like that kind of part of town. Um, so it, it's it was actually a, a really good idea to have a holiday party at a cool location. Yeah, like a, muse- that. a museum is a good venue for a party like yeah. this because you can kind of go through the exhibits while you're talking to people. Yeah. It gives you something to do. Yeah, it gives like, something to talk about. Right, yeah. right. It's a good conversation starter. Exactly. Um, like you said, the venue was great. So again, there was a reason that this was one of the best parties. You may think, well, what happened in 2010? What big games came out in 2010? Oh, Epic a game called Epic Mickey, which was exclusive to the Wii. Disney basically put this party on for us. Yeah. And um, obviously, Obviously, they helped us, you know, get the venue. Everybody left with a great gift bag that included a copy of the game. I have, a, I still have my drawing. 
they were doing like caricatures. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. It, it was, was like, cool. okay, this is this is like a great blueprint. Obviously, Disney knows how to throw a oh, holiday yeah. party. <laughs> For sure. And it really highlighted one of the fundamental problems with these Nintendo parties, which was there was never any Nintendo element things. of Nintendo anywhere to be seen. It was no. like anybody could have thrown this party. It was, they were always so generic. It was right. always just like, we're going to go to like a hotel ballroom and have right. a tarot reader make you cry. <laughs> um, or like, we're going to have a murder mystery dinner that has nothing to do with right. Nintendo, which is bizarre because you have such a good foundation of cool things. Yes, that you give, could give build me a Mario on. ice sculpture. Give me, a, put, yeah, put some little standees up, put some signs. I don't care. Anything. You can do any, you can do anything. Right, let me go home with a picture that's got a little Mario in the back or some Mario props or something or yeah. anything. There's never any or of like, that to be seen. Just give me seen. a cookie with like Mario's face right. on it or something. Nothing. Couldn't, couldn't get that approved. Oh, you definitely can take a bite out of Mario. <laughs> couldn't that's get that approved. Story. <laughs> yeah. Um, ironically, the person that got deep tongue kiss was the person that um, planned with Disney, this, the second party. Okay. She's maybe, like, we got to do something different Maybe it year. was like the trauma <laughs> from last year. It's like, we can't let that happen again. We can't do this. We cannot let that happen again. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the reins and plan this next party, make it good. But it was it was really good. This was like I think in my this memory, was the best one. I think, I think this is the best one. Yes, yes. Yeah. So we did have a good time at the 2010 right. holiday party. That right. was really nice. After that, things get a little fuzzy for me because they do start to blend together. But I do remember at one point you put your foot down and you said, "I'm not going to these anymore." Yeah, there was one year where the party, this is when I was not living in San Francisco at the time. I was living in the South Bay. So about, on with no traffic, about an hour to, oh, get, I remember this one. to get into the yes. city. Um, yeah. They had a party in San Francisco at like a very generic hotel. Again, not a Nintendo theme thing to, you know, rub together. You basically had just like, it was just like, it was like a boring corporate holiday party. Like, we're just going to go to this place, have appetizers, and you can mingle with your coworkers and their families. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I had to drive into San Francisco. And so did a lot of people. That so did I. You did, but you were yeah. a little closer. You were a little closer at the time. Well, it didn't matter because... We were was, stuck in... There was. I remember seeing the sign on the free that said, four lanes closed ahead. And I was like, one, two, three. Well, this is a four-lane freeway, so I guess we're just sitting here. <laughs> We were sitting in traffic, time. I think, for like two hours. Yes. Getting into... To go to this very boring holiday party. The holiday party. Yes. That was the year that I was like, never again. I'm going to stop going to these. Because, first of all, they suck. Second of all, I don't want to talk to these people. Like, I'm sorry. Okay? Like, I don't... Right. I don't like you. And then, you're, and then you're burning like a Friday night or a Saturday night. Yes. In, in the holidays where it's like, I actually might have much better things to yes. do. Yes. And I didn't like it that people brought their families. I'm sorry. This is really mean. I'm If you come at me for this, I understand because this is very mean. Like, I don't care. I don't want to make small talk with your wife. Like, I don't care about your kids. I don't care. Like, I don't like you. And it's so boring and dumb and you just feel like you're basically just like forcing yourself to like smile through this really boring party. And I had to drive two and a half hours to get there. That was it. Yeah, like that was yeah. the one that was the nail in the coffin for me. Because once I got there, I was pissed off. I was really annoyed. <laughs> I was hungry. I was like, like, and then I had to make all the small talk. Right, exhausted from trying to drive there for two and a half I hours. I was really tired. Yeah. And, I, and then I had to proceed to make small talk with people's spouses for like two hours <laughs> when they told me about like 
little Bobby going to preschool. And I was like, that doesn't, and then I had an out of body experience there. I was again. like, again, never it keeps happening. Never again. I can't do this. <laughs> I'm not, I, I am. This is where I put up the boundary. So you would think that that would be like, all right, fine. Like Krista's just out on these, no big deal, whatever. But no. there was a real pressure to go to these. Right. And there was actually somebody very high up on our team who like in the week leading up would go like desk Door to, to desk and be like, yeah. are you going to this holiday party? And if the answer was no, like you would get grilled about why. You would get and, grilled and about why. And this person why. would try to like change your mind. And you would feel like it was like kind of a bad career move almost. Right. And they would say that to you to your face. Like pretty much, you know, if you said no, it would be like, well, you know, this is really important. This is a show of, you know, loyalty to the company. This is a show of solidarity to your team. Like you need to be a team player and do this. And I'm, I, now I would always say every year after that party, whatever year that was, I'd be I, like, well, I had a gastric incident on the road in Costa Rica last week, but I, I thought that was a pretty good sh show of solidarity. But no, I guess I'll go, you know, have this mocktail. <laughs> <laughs> I left my mark in Costa Rica, and that was uh, that was my forever solidarity to Nintendo. But yeah, like I, I honestly like, I never wavered. I was really proud of myself. Yeah, you, you, you were very solid with I that. Was, and I was like, this is where I draw my boundary. Yeah, like, yeah. I cannot dedicate any more of my time and energy to this company. Like, I can't do it. Right, right. And this person would make you feel so yeah, guilty. Right, they would. And then they would do this to you, to your face, like, um, just basically, like, you know, daily until the party. And then also we would have weekly team meetings. Mm -hmm. And they would call you out in the team meetings. Yeah. So embarrassing. Like... Such and such. Krista's not going to the party, everybody. Like, you know, and I like, think why not? <laughs> I think later on they knew that they had whiffed on some of these parties and were getting a little nervous about it. Yeah. Because it was like, well, we are spending our money on this. We want people to go. Right. Because there would, there would be a lot of, like, in, like, big, like, town halls, like, they would do, like, polls. Like, what do you want? What do you want us to do? And again, like, this goes back to my point of they would try to do something that was nice for you, but they just couldn't get it right. Yeah, yeah. And like, you would throw out ideas like, just give us a half day or like, <laughs> write us a check or something. No, I had an idea. I had two ideas. I said, give us a half day. Yeah. Because again, you've taken so many hours of, out of my life at right, this point. Right. Like, please just give something that's useful <laughs> back to me. The other idea Can't that I that. that I had that we actually ended up doing later mm. was like, get us tickets to a local game. Oh yeah, we did do that later. That and then was later fun. on, we went. We got that to go to like good. a Warriors yes. game, and that was really that fun. was fun because yeah. because I complained. <laughs> and you know who was the one that made the Warriors game happen? Michael Sue from last week. Yes, really. Yes, mysterious trainer Mike was Way like an advocate for it. Okay. Afterwards, he was like, "You guys have have basically messed up on these team things, like oh. these work things too many." Did he times. join the PPC? He he set joined them straight? like he joined like the executive PPC, oh. like the director's level <laughs> PPC, and was like, "Look, people, oh wow, yeah, dumb messed up." And he like fi he finger wagged them until they gave us Warriors tickets. Okay, and I was like, "That's good." So I was not part of the executive PPC, but I was a director, which I I did feel this pressure you did. as you well to, to show went. up to these because I I do think it would have been some behind the scenes back channel message I that I would have so. got from my boss of you really you really should show up to these blah 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 yeah, would yeah. have been important. So I didn't want to go either. Right. But I came up with a system. You had a good plan. to make to make this work. Do the rounds. One drink. So what I would do <clears throat> was I would show up kind of midway into the party and I would say, I'm going to have the most efficient 30 minutes at this party. Right. 
and leave. Right. So basically, I'm going to do like a lap of glad handing, say hi, be very, hey, hey, hey. I'm here. Hey, vice president, see me? I'm here. And just kind of keep going around the room, say, oh, yes, 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 remember me? I was here. Do something memorable and get out. That was smart. I did that for multiple years. You did. You did do that for, and you right. were very like you would basically text me like I'm yeah. going, and the thirty t minutes set your watch. Thirty minutes later, you'd be like I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. And I sat home with a cocktail. Absolutely Great. worked perfectly. Yeah. Nobody noticed. Nobody notices that you were like, oh, where'd Kit go? Like nobody's keeping yeah. track no, of no, you. No, no, no. Yeah, they just you want just to know. Did you? Were you there? Make a make face. Yes. Make. Were you there? Yeah. So that's absolutely. That was actually the move. That the right move for a you. A very silly. Like weird pressure to go to these yeah. things. Like, yeah, no, you definitely had it even have that, more. But, but yeah, I, I felt I needed to do that. Yeah, my I stopped going, and then my direct report, which is producer Stephanie, stopped going <laughs> too. And we both got like the lecture, and I was like, no, Stephanie, stand strong. We're right. not we're not gonna let this person push us around. Yeah, yeah. And so we basically stood strong on this for like the for the remainder of the time, and we just never went ever yeah. again. Which is amazing. <laughs> so that's the not so fun half of this story. We're only halfway through this story, by the way. I know, I know. Um, there is a happy half to this story. Oh my gosh, this half is so good. So, so good. There is, you know, you would often hear from people in the industry of like, oh, you know, who has a good holiday party? Who doesn't have a holiday party? We are in Silicon Valley. You often hear mm. about these over-the-top extravagance. Those days like, are so like, over. Oh my gosh, the Google party or the Facebook. Oh my gosh, wow, that's that's yeah, crazy. And, that's and, so and I think they did do crazy stuff. Yeah. But there was one holiday party in games that I consistently heard about from yeah. people basically for my whole career. And I was like, it's a pipe dream that I would ever get to go to this, but it sounds cool. What it was. I'll give you a minute to guess what company this might be. Yeah, it's, it's not, not what you expect. It's not what it to you think. Be. It's not like Sony or it's not yeah, like it's not. Activision or something like this. It is Natsume. Right. Very humble Natsume. A little Harvest Moon. Right. How? They don't do Harvest Moon anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. Um, well, they did at the time. And what they would do is they would rent out this kind of very small, intimate sushi restaurant. In um, in the, they're they're based in the same area that we are, and they would have all their employees. But they're such a small company; they would invite a lot of guests. So yeah. they used to invite a lot of media. They would invite some content creators. A lot of their partners would mm -hmm. go, yep. and they would just have the most over the top sushi party this that you would have. Unbelievable! And one year, I was like, again, after hearing who was it? Um, uh, so, so friend of the show, Shane Bettenhausen, yes. previously of EGM, you may know him as Man God, don't ask why. He would always go on and off like, oh my God, you, gotta, you can't believe you it, this like is the best. Swing this an is, invite to this, this thing. Is, this is a hidden gem, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I'll never get to go. One year though, I think it was 2018, I was like, you know, I'm going to shoot my shot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this. <laughs> and I just, like, I just like put out a tweet and it's like... Boy, sure would be cool to go to the Natsume holiday party one year. That look, that sounds amazing. And I got a DM back. I know. And they're like, we'd love to have you come. Let's talk. And I said, okay, yeah, I, I, here's the date. I'm available. I want to go. I need to have Krista come with me too, though, because, you know, yes. we're kind of a package deal here. Yay! And they're like, yeah, the more the merrier. That's great. So I'm like, this is incredible. So we, we get to go. We scored yeah. this invite to the Natsume holiday party. Right. We didn't tell anybody. No, we can't tell anybody. Because we didn't want this to be like, oh, you can't be, this is not an official Nintendo business yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. So it's like, I'm just, you know, I'm just 
friend of I'm just a fan. I'm just I'm just a yeah, fan. Yeah, we're just a fan. But we were we were honest honestly like trying to keep it on the download. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't we want did people to tell find anybody. out about right, it. Right. Yeah. Because somebody somebody would have found out and somebody would have tried to shoot trouble. it down. Like, oh, we need to get this approved by the license, the head of the licensing, licensing in, in yeah. Japan or something. They have like some like garden wall policy right. that we were definitely not able to cross. <laughs> like, you can't meet with them directly. You can't go to their holiday right, party. Right, like, right. what? Um, so we go. I remember it was. The night we got back from, from the, the from the game awards, yeah. we, we like we're like we need to swing this flight so that we can get back. And we basically got off the plane, changed and, in the car, and went straight and went straight there to this party, yeah, which was absolutely incredible. It was completely like above and beyond my expectations. Right. You're you're so right that it's it's one of those parties where it feels like. Not as like extravagant, but actually it's like super extravagant. Yes, and well done. So they they rent out this sushi restaurant. So they buy out this entire sushi restaurant. They must be friends with like the owners. I think they have done it at this venue for a long time. And they start out with you know just kind of they have like sushi out like rolls and and nigiri and just really beautiful sushi just out. There's like amazing like Japanese sake and shochu like Mm -hmm. open bar. Yeah, like incredible. Pour your own. Pour your own. Oh my gosh, such good, such Dangerous good selection too. It's like the top notch yeah. sake and, yeah. and shochu, which is like wow. Um, but that's not it. That is not. You basically like have this little beginning part yeah. where you mingle and you hang out and you talk to people, and it's small enough where you kind of know everybody there, which is sort sort of nice. Um, and it's not like awkward or anything like that, you know, because it's like a, a, a venue where you know it's easy to kind of do that. No murder mysteries were involved. Um, <laughs> But then, sort of towards the middle, they do this really special thing where they bring out a whole freaking tuna. A whole tuna. It's like bigger than you. It's like a yes. It, it is whole, bigger than intact, me. And that is the eating for the second half of the night. And then you they, they parade this fish. Right. They bring like, it through through the it's crowd. A big ceremony. Everybody sort of like does like a little lucky pat pat yeah. on the tuna. <laughs> like it's like this big. It's like this big butterfly. You know, of a tuna. It's massive. And they like kind of do this little ceremony right. parading, and the sushi chef like holds up this giant, like there's multiple people holding this up because it's so big. And then they go behind the, the bar. And then he goes to work and he's just like handing out plates. Yeah. And it's incredible. And you can do you can ask him to do whatever. Yeah. Can, he can make you sashimi, he can make you rolls, yeah. he can make you hand rolls, he can make you like shaved, like right. um whatever you need. Negitoro. Negitoro. Yeah. Right. So good. It's amazing. And it's like, oh, this is the Chutora part. This right. is the Otora part. Like, oh my gosh. It is and incredible. At the end of the night, there's nothing left. Like it no, is completely gorged ourselves. Completely devoured this this whole tuna. Because we've eaten this. Which tuna. is amazing. Yeah. But you know, it had a great feel. Like you got like we got to meet the, the head of Natsume and yeah. talk to them. And you know, there there were a lot of other like people. Like I was like, oh yeah, it's um uh, Chris Hoffman, who is now right. who is now with Way Forward, he's like, oh yeah, I've been coming to this for years. This is my, I wouldn't I wouldn't miss this. He's a yeah. good friend of ours too. So it just got a really great feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they I think they enjoyed having someone from Nintendo there, even, even though, though we were there like um, under some wraps, dubious dubious terms. We never got in trouble for it, but we were never because we ever didn't tell. We didn't we never told anyone. We, n- we never made a big deal out. Yeah, of it. we never told anyone. We right. like kept it a secret. Yeah, but. Um, we went to that for two years and right. had a great time, but then the pandemic hit, and I don't know what became of the Natsume holiday party. They may have used that and rethought things yeah. or done something else because they were telling us they're like, "Oh, when you're invited to this, you're invited for, for life. life. For life, yeah. you don't you don't get off this list." That's the, I'm like, yes. 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 So we did get on the 
the list for right. the next year after right. we had secured our positions that previous year. Yes. But yes, 2020 was a pandemic. Right. And we haven't heard peaks. And I, I haven't heard of people going to this, so I, I, I don't know, sadly, what has become of We need to be become poke around a little bit and see maybe, what's what. Maybe that's why we're doing this episode now. <laughs> not if, it, if it's back on, it's not too late. If you are listening, please, we miss you. We really do. We love to see you again. Um, that was like the best part of the yeah. year. We would kind of wrap up like the, the holiday stuff work-wise because after the TJs, we'd come back and do this usually. And then we would go on like a nice long holiday break afterwards and it was really nice. Yes. It was a good way to wrap it up. And then since I stopped going to the Nintendo ones, I was so much happier and mentally more calm. So I would be fine. I was fine yeah. after that. Like, after wow, that it, year. It is possible to have a nice holiday party. Yes. I was also very lucky that I, I did get to go to some of those tech parties. Those were good for you. Really ridiculous. We'll never have that again. That season of these holiday parties, I honestly think are gone forever. It's like E3 is gone forever. Like corporate extravagance, I think, is gone. What about the uh, Kit and Krista uh, Never a Minute Corporation uh, holiday party? It's going to be at Benny Hanna's. So our, our new <laughs> office is. Mysteri uh, Mysteri mysteriously, mysteriously, extremely close to a Benihana, which is my favorite restaurant in the I entire world. We are absolutely going to Benihana. We're going. That's what we're doing for, for the holiday party. party. Yes. Yes, we're going to Benihana's. Yes. It's gonna be great. So there you go. We're gonna have a Benihana Christmas, also. Perfect. It's gonna be great. Very happy with that. Yeah. Wow, it was very cathartic oh. to get that out. Been holding on to that for a year. Incredible for multiple stuff. years. Yeah. <clears throat> it's gonna be great. If you have been to an interesting, bizarre. Macabre holiday party, please uh, leave us a comment. Yes, we'd love to hear it. Uh, let's let the holiday cheer continue. We put out a call to our Patreon subscribers, not about holiday parties, but about mm. holiday gifts. Yes. Again, we've been talking about holiday gifts, gift guides. Um, we just asked them, what is the single greatest video game gift you have ever received or given? Oh, no, nice. Nobody wrote in about a gift that they gave. Oh. <laughs> it's all about stuff they got. So let's regale you with some of these stories. These are good. Uh, Tay120 and 64 is first. One of my favorite Christmas memories is from 2001 after the launch of the GameCube. I opened my gifts and received Luigi's Mansion with the strategy guide. My parents knew I was saving my money for a GameCube, and even though I couldn't play it right away, I was so excited to already have a game for it. After everyone was done opening presents, my dad asked me to get a trash bag to clean up. I went into the kitchen and pulled the trash can out of the way, and there was a <gasps> GameCube in the cabinet. I turned around to see my dad in the doorway laughing. I spent the whole rest of the day marveling at the incredible graphical detail of Luigi opening a door in Luigi's <laughs> mansion. It ruled. That is a special That's story. That's so nice. I love, that story. I love a good Christmas surprise. Yes. You know, that's a good one. Paul Gale's next. One of my most memorable video game Christmas moments was in 1999. For 11 months, I had been collecting Pokemon cards close to completing the full set, but kind of lost hope and felt guilty for asking for more packs because I thought the likelihood of Charizard was too slim and that it was going to cost too much money to buy more packs. I was very conscientious of how much I asked my parents to spend on me growing Aww. up, so even the idea of buying Charizard on its own wasn't something I would seriously entertain. So, here is the evening of Christmas Eve with my mom, dad, and grandma sitting around. I was told to go ahead and start opening something small under the tree. I picked up a little gift, which inside was three standard packs of Pokemon cards wrapped up. I had the hesitancy of even opening them as I didn't want to waste money in an attempt to get that Charizard I so yearned for. 
I even said it's okay and that they could just return the packs and save the money. My parents said it was okay and to just open them up. You never know. I did so and I probably popped with more excitement than just about ever at that point in my life. First pack, Charizard. Wow. My parents thought I was kidding. My grandma didn't even know what was up, but that <laughs> it was big for me. I showed them in my very careful hand, proceeded to put it in a sleeve, and still have it to this Aww. day. A rare piece of video game history that is worth a tremendous amount in more ways than one. Folks tell me to sell it, but I'd rather keep it. It's worth more sentimentally. It's a Christmas miracle. It, it's just going to say, it's a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. Sharif Jackson. I got a SNES and Final Fight during its launch year, 1991. We knew where my mom hid Final Fight, so we would read and sniff the box <laughs> over and over while she was asleep. I had to include it because of that detail. That's, sniff the box? It sounds like something I would do. That's amazing, while she was asleep. <laughs> this happened to me once. Um, I think it, it was not for, I think it was uh, for a birthday. Oh. And it was the original Star Fox. I was not even, I was not snooping, I promise. You were But I, I, would, I, I was looking for something in this desk that my parents had, and I found the Star Fox game in there. Wrapped? Uh, no, unwrapped. Unwrapped. Yeah, it was, it was maybe still like a week to go, so she still had time to wrap it. And I, from there, I thought very long and hard of like, well, you know, maybe I could do, do a very careful cut on the cellophane. No! I didn't do it, but I thought real, I was like, I could probably pull this off. Maybe they wouldn't know, but I, I was like, mm. I didn't do it. That's so yeah. bad. You can't do that. <laughs> smelling, smelling the gifts, though. I like that. Oh, my God. The smelling. <laughs> Finally, Captain Alex is going to bring us back down to earth. Instead of a greatest gaming gift, how about my greatest gaming gift disappointment? Oh, no. When the GameCube came out, it was all I wanted for Hanukkah. Lo and behold, I had a rather square-shaped box waiting for me and excitedly opened it on the first night of Hanukkah. Only to find out it was a hit clips music carousel instead. My heart was shattered. My parents did end up getting me a GameCube the following year when they could more readily afford it and they were easier to find in stores. And I didn't know I wanted it, but that hit clips carousel ended up getting a lot of use too. A happy ending for all. What is hit clips? I have to ask. Is that like the um, CD player where you like, it like has like multiple discs in it and you can change, it like oh. goes through, like it's like that stack of, you can put like multiple CDs in it and it goes through all of it. I think that's I'm what gonna that Google, is. I'm going to Google this right now. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Hit clips. This is this is great podcasting right here. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, it kind of looks like a... Yeah, you put multiple okay. CDs in it and then you, you can like play like a long playlist. Like, I it, see. like it like I see. scrambles them. Oh, but it comes with these little like cartridges maybe that are songs. Yeah, exactly. It's like when they sold like episodes of TV shows right. on like Game Boy cartridges. Right, 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 right. Okay. Exactly, exactly. Well, that's an interesting bit of history right there. Okay. <laughs> oh, Tiger. Oh, they made all sorts of interesting Tiger junk. Tiger good stuff, yeah. This <laughs> the, is like... The, the spy gear. Oh. That was good, yes. They had like walkie-talkies, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, that's amazing. I'm These so are great stories. We obviously game. did uh, on Nintendo Minute a Draw Our Gaming Memories yes. from the Holidays, which was one of our favorite episodes yeah. drawn by uh, Lee Kovacs, who did you know this, this artwork of right. us and all of our uh, official Kit and Krista visuals. And I told the story of how I got an NES one Christmas. You, you had the same story, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, NES wow. for Christmas. Wow. Yeah. 
I also had a, I got a, um, my GameCube was also a Christmas present. Really? I've had a lot. So of, many GameCube stories. I have a lot of. My goodness. Gaming. Why didn't the GameCube do better? Everybody's got a GameCube well, story. Everybody loves the GameCube. My Christmas unwrapping that GameCube was magical too. Oh. I'll tell it another time. But it was really? like amazing. Well, you're I you're so running happy. out of weeks if you want to do it here. Ah. Did you so did good. you sniff it in your mom's closet? I didn't sniff it. <laughs> you gotta sniff it. It was so cool to get it though. It was so fun. Yeah. Wow, that is some yeah. special stuff. I am got all the warm and fuzzies here. Um, we have some new games that we're playing, which yes. we'll get to in just a moment. First, we have another sponsor to shout out. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, we just had, obviously, Thanksgiving. I had a big uh, get-together at my house mm -hmm. this year, hosting multiple family members all together. Um, it was a good time, but I gotta say, it was a little stressful, stressful getting there because there's a lot to do, everybody's counting on you. It's different family members who, Mingling. who maybe don't come together very often. You, you worry about that, or it's like, oh, this person I haven't seen in a while, how's that gonna go, what are we gonna talk about? It's just a stressful time in it general. It is, it is. And it can be great to have a better help therapist to sort of talk through the ways that you might be feeling or mm -hmm. any potential um, scenarios or situations that you might be thinking might arise over the holidays and just make you feel a lot better about it. It's true. Like, I think we're so like, go, go, go during the holidays that sometimes you haven't stopped to think about how maybe the stress is affecting you and having a better help therapist is really great way to focus on yourself a little bit during the holiday season, even if you're really busy. And it's so easy, you know, you take a, um, a very easy um, questionnaire, you fill that out and you get matched with a therapist and you can talk to them any way you want. You can text them, you can call them, you can do a video chat, you know, you can do it over email. Like there's so many different ways. So if you're really, really busy during the holidays, you can still make time to, you know, Take a little time for yourself and talk to a therapist. Yes, that's another great uh, gift that you can give to yourself this year. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash kittenkrista. All right, and we'll put the link right over here and also in the description below. All right, on to the games we are playing. I said we had some new stuff, but we're going to start with your final thoughts on Alan Wake 2. That's which right. You uh, told me you stayed up late into the night last night to finish. Yes, I um, beat the game last night, and wow, what a fantastic experience. I honestly, I, I was excited about this game, but I just didn't really know what to expect. I knew that it was going to be great storytelling. I knew that maybe I'll get a little bit scared. Um, but I just, I didn't know what, you know, what, how the whole thing was going to come together. And this game really is like a marvel in like just, how do they weave the story together is really miraculous. Like there are no plot holes. There is just this amazing way that things are interconnected. They're, they're doing a lot of things in the story too. Like there's a lot of themes that can really go off, go awry. And if you don't do it right, I think it would really be messed up. But the way that they connected the characters, you know, of Saga and Alan Wake, um, the way the stories sort of intertwine, the way that all of it kind of comes together is amazing. Like what an amazing, just amazing way of doing it. Um, I, I really, I really am just like still trying to wrap my head around this thing because it, it was just such an incredible experience. And then the other thing that I really loved 
about this game uh, is like how music plays such a weirdly important part in it. And I didn't expect this going in. Like they have fully done like almost like an album. Like there's like a lot of songs. Like after every sort of chapter end, you you have like a in, like musical interlude. And it's all done by the same. Different artists. Different artists. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all you know, lyrics with with like original huh. songwriting. There is sort of a a part of the game that's very like rooted in this one artist and and this one like rock group um, that I definitely was not expecting. Like it was al almost like a it was like a bizarre, almost like humorous part of the game that I just didn't expect. But I think it like really made it feel like a little lighter because it was so like dark and scary. Um, and the music is legit so good. Like you can listen to the radio after you unlock all the tracks um, and it just like, it will play like a full on album of all the songs in the, in the game. And they're incredible. They're like really legit good songs. Like can one hmm. of the songs win a Grammy? Cause they're really good. Um, yeah, the music was just like a surprise. And then like lastly, like just like the atmosphere of this game was just so amazing. Like you think like, okay, yes, this is a horror, you know, survival horror. It's gonna be dark and you know, you're in, at night all the time. But no, they do such a great job with like lighting. Like there's a lot of parts of the game that take place like in the early morning where you have like a bit of light like coming through the, the woods when you're at like Cauldron Lake. Like the atmosphere in this game is so well done. Um, where you feel like there's a lot of change of like what's happening, like days are moving, time is passing, um, but it still has like this sort of ominous feeling to it. Hmm. So anyways, all in all, I love this game. I know it's nominated for Game of the Year Award. Yeah. You were saying like maybe there's a recency bias? Well, I haven't played it, so I don't know. Uh, I mean, it, it seems like people love this game. I think I that I think that helps. This has a real shot. Could I it think, win? Taking it. Could it win? Really? I think so. Oh wow! I think so. Like it has a real shot. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I, I think the one thing that's not that's nominated that doesn't have a chance is is Resident Evil. Yeah. I think everything else that's nominated has a shot. Um, I think you can make a strong argument for all of those games. Yeah. And it's going to be down to this game and Baldur's Gate. This seems to be. You know, doing a lot of really unique things just in games of like pushing the medium forward oh, kind, yeah. kind of stuff. Also from, the live from action stuff from too. Yeah, that seems to have become like a real trademark of Remedy because I remember Control yeah. did that too. And you didn't find that like cheesy or off-putting? No, because before I was saying like if you do that wrong, it can be very jarring for the player. How do they use it in this? It's like a lot of the cutscenes are. Is it of those characters? Yes. Oh. And they, you can't even tell. So they must have used those people to build to do the, motion the, capture. the models Absolutely. Of, of the, oh, that's interesting. But it's so, like you had so much close-ups of the in-game characters' faces in yeah. this. Like a lot of the times you're like looking like right into like Saga's eyes. Um, and, and then they'll switch over to like, you know, real, um, yeah. like real footage. It's neat. And you can't, like legit cannot tell. Ever? It's amazing. How do they do that? Yeah, they they must have been interested in this for a long time because I remember when the Xbox One was announced, they had that project. Now I'm blanking on the name of it. That I think it was going to be like part game, part TV show. Oh. So they do have this interest in like yeah. live action tying into games. Yeah. And I remember Control had a lot Control of that. Control had a lot of that. I don't, I don't that. know what the first 
people people listening will, will will know better than us. Like, what was the first time they did this? Right. But it is an interesting kind of obsession. Sign- it's almost a signature for them now. It's yeah. like a very yeah. remedy thing to do, and they just do it so well. Like, where you really you just you you don't feel taken out of that experience at mm. all by a, a live action. I don't like. I remember in uh, Spider Man Two, they would have like a photograph, and it was like a real photograph. I was like, Pfft. I don't like this. Yeah. What? Why did you choose to do this? Right. So it's often like not the best choice, but mm-hmm. it sounds like they can do it better than everybody. It's amazing. It truly is like so well done. Mm. So I think, yeah, I, I was thinking about this, like what, you know, sort of unique aspects does this have? Because I think the thing that Baldur's Gate has in in spades is like they really like sort of revamped this old genre and made it like super popular mm-hmm. again and like, just really like kind of pushed something to like the next level. Yeah. But I, I think they're doing that too here. So. Okay. I think it has a real shot. I think it has. I'm, I'm, I would not be surprised if this took it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm interested in this. I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to play it this year. I'm just yeah. not feeling very in the mood for something horry at the I, moment. It was scary. Maybe like a Halloween next year. I might feel more. Inclined or who, who knows? My um, I play this whole game with my dog Chili next to me, and I jump so much that it would scare her. <laughs> so I, I felt kind of bad for her. Yeah. Just every time I jump, she'd be like, <laughs> she would jump too. You know? They don't have a no jump scare mode in the no, in the menus. You got It's you're gonna be jumpy. Uh. It's it. There are some moments where I legit was pretty scared. So oh. it was tough. You're really wishy-washy on how scary this game is. It started out okay, and the, the, <laughs> oh, end, the no. ending thirty percent was pretty bad. Oh no! There was a lot of chasing. You know, I don't. Oh, yes, I don't yes, like being yes. chased at all. Yeah. I actually looked up um, both chase scenes. I looked. I watched a video of uh-huh. it before yeah. I, I did it because I, I would be so scared that I I would just die <laughs> because I would just I I, I would be like the frozen. Panic. I'd be frozen. Yeah. I wouldn't know where to go, and I'd be so disoriented. Right. I'd just stand there, and then it would get me, and yeah. I would die. And so I basically would watch a video of where to go because I, I was too scared. That's fine. So I did that for both of like the, the big chase scenes because I just can't. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do the chase scenes. Um, everything else, honestly, was fine. I, I definitely felt better playing as Saga, and I did not feel as good playing as Alan because oh. I don't know. He just. That character felt a bit more like a Resident Evil character where you just don't feel as capable. You know, you're oh, just, yeah. it's not like a Leon where right. Saga's like a Leon where you're like, mm-hmm. she's she's an FBI agent. She knows what to do. Like she has she knows what to she can do this. Yeah. She's okay. She's very calm. Like Alan is like struggling with his own like an author. Yeah, he's just not he's not I just don't feel like he's one can... step up from podcaster <laughs> in terms of weeniness. <laughs> Definitely a weenie. I mean he had a weapon. But Talk these monsters to death. I know. Well, let me but, tell you the thing about that. <laughs> but then he would also get really scared. Oh, he would get scared. He would get scared and then he would scare me. Oh, that's good. Actually, like the, the in-game character getting scared and yeah. having an actual reaction. He, he would be really scared. That's, that's that's smart. And he would be like, you can tell he was like struggling with like yeah. the, the dark the darkness in his, in himself, you know? Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, the last 30% of the game was pretty scary. Okay. <laughs> That's where it turned to true horror. Yeah. But the first, the 70% was okay. Okay. I loved it, though. It's great. Well, what now? And I need we a happy have, game now. We have two weeks. We're recording our Game of the Year podcast two weeks yeah. from today. So what, play, are, um, what are you going to do with these two weeks? I got to play Super Mario RPG. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have to play that game before we record it. And what then, else am I missing? Back to Baldur's back Gate? Back to Baldur's Gate. I can probably put in a couple more You're going to be so hours lost there. when you go back to Baldur's I think Gate. I'm okay. Three I, months later? 
I'm at the part where I'm going through that cave right now. Oh, that is the worst place to be. Really? Yeah, that's that can be a bit tricky to get through. Uh-oh. I still say you should leave the cave and take the other path. Okay, I just started the cave, so maybe I can yeah, do that. Yeah, I think you should just get out of that cave. Just get that, out of the that cave. cave was, that cave was a bit tricky to navigate, Okay, I okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I was asking you, like, what else should I, what else am I missing? I've played so many games today. I feel, I feel like we are pretty good. Should I play Assassin's Creed? If you want to. I kind of feel like that's another yeah. one that I should you can just get a, play. You can get a great uh, sale on, on sale. it if you buy it, like, today. I know, I feel like it's on Cyber sale. Cyber Monday. Oh, that's today. Uh, I bought else. something on one of these Black Friday sales. You did? Which is uh, a game that I have been saying I'm going to play for about six months now. Yeah. It's uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yeah. And that's a game I'm playing now. And it's great because I, again, as, as we get ready for Game of the Year, that was one of the bigger releases. Right. I was like, oh, I really should check that out. And I wanted to check it out. I'm a huge, right. huge Star Wars fan. I... Was kind of middling on the last game, but I really do love Respawn, so I wanted to give them another shot. Mm -hmm. And this game is pretty different from the first game, I'm finding. Um, the first game, where I, where I kind of noped out of it, was it had these dungeons, which were very much like traditional Zelda dungeons. Oh, so very which, puzzly? Yes, which is things that mm -hmm. I struggle with. And it was a lot of like, you know, use your force to move this big rock ball and put it in the, it was like oh. stuff that like Link would do with like, you know, <laughs> um, ultra hand. And I was like, yeah. Oh, how interesting. I'm here I to do, think that. I'm here to do lightsaber moves I was gonna say, it's force battle. throws. Yeah. And that's like, I just don't. And, and they got, and they got kind of hard for me. So I was like, I just don't, this is, this is not what I'm here for. So I, I no doubt oh. that. And in that game, I also didn't love the main character. I just couldn't connect with him very well. Like that is kind of him becoming a Jedi. So he felt okay. kind of like a little annoying at times. But this sequel is, again, is very different in a lot of ways. It's a different style of game. You go to a lot fewer areas, I feel. Like mm -hmm. I've been playing this game, I've probably played like 10 or 12 hours so far. And I've only been to like two areas that are okay. really big. Is it open, like completely open? No, no. no. Okay. It's but it but there's a lot of different ways to go and options for exploring it, and it is kind of like a mini like Metroidy type experience where it's like, well, you don't think you can go here until you get this thing, and then this this oh, whole area opens so you up. Retroverse. So it's a very stuff. intricate game design. We will get back to the game design in a moment. Um, the character, strangely, I like a lot more now. And it's hard for me to put my finger on. I think it's just Remember more being like a little bit generic in the beginning and in the trailers. Is there just, more personality? He's just now? a more like assured character now. Okay. He is like the full-on, you know, proper Jedi. Confident. So I think he just has a lot more confidence. And he does kind of have a bit more of that good Star Wars thing where he can be a little quippy, you know, balancing the lightheartedness. Yeah. Um, he does have his droid BD, which is like cute. one of the cutest droids okay, that they've good. made. You need a cute thing in, the, in super, any Star Wars. Super cute droid. Um, so I, I that was one of my first reactions was like, yeah, this is pretty they don't I, those dungeons are not there. Thank goodness. There are occasionally optional dungeony things that you can do. I've done a couple of those. Were those puzzly? That are puzzly. Uh -huh. I haven't had too much trouble with those. And again, they're optional. You do get sort of a bonus item mm. for going through it. But I have not felt a lot of frustration with those. I felt completely fine That's with good. those, which yeah. is good. <clears throat> um, all of the action 
feels great. Um, you can now get different stances. So he's got a pretty cool lightsaber. He, he can do it single lightsaber. Okay. He can put two of them together to make oh, like a Darth Maul like a kind thing, of thing. Yeah. He can do a double lightsaber. Uh-huh, like and Ahs- I, Ahsoka? And I just got a new stance, which I'm very interested to try out, which is lightsaber plus blaster. Oh. Which is very much like uh, like a dragon, like a dragon Ishin, where you had a gun yeah. and a Ishin. katana. And I just got that. And that, that's a very, like, it's like, oh, Jedi don't use blasters. It's like a Star Wars thing. Right. And they even talked about it. He's like, he's like, hey, Jedi don't use these. And his buddy's like, hey, we got we to gotta get whatever edge we can. Yeah, like, get with the times. Don't turn it down. So I, I'm, I'm pretty eager to check that out. I think I'm going to try with that. Because you have to commit. You can only have two stances at a time. Oh. So you kind of have to commit. And there's a pretty big um, upgrade tree where you can upgrade, um, you know, just normal stuff like your your life or your health, but then all of the different stances you can upgrade. So I'm I'm pretty much focused on just the single lightsaber mm-hmm. one. What color is his lightsaber? You can change the color. What colors did you put yours at? I initially went with co- colorless. White? Which is kind of like white, because you don't really see that much in the movies. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me see how that looks. But it looked kind of boring, just kind of, kind of gray. Okay. So now I have a dark blue. Okay, that's good. Yeah. You can't pick red. You can't pick red. I was going to say. Red is bad. You can't pick red. Orange lightsabers. That was in Ahsoka. That's a hot new thing. I didn't yeah. want to do that. Dark but, saber? Is there a dark saber? No, there's no dark saber. There's no dark there's saber. No, there's no dark saber. They can't have that. Yeah, that's one thing that I... There are a lot of things to collect in this game, but they none none of them feel like appealing that appealing to you. It's like oh, you can you can change every little piece, like a little hilt on of your it? on yeah. your lightsaber. It's like I can't even see this. It's so <laughs> small in the game. Like uh, it makes no difference to me. I see. You can get um, different like hairstyles and outfits for him. The outfits are pretty good. They're like very good Star Wars like okay. really like rugged outerwear, like a cool jacket. Kind yeah, of you thing. gotta have like some sort of like leather. Yeah. Canvas so jacket. So I, I do, I do yeah. like those. Some of them have a cape built in, which oh, I like. Okay, okay. The hair. I remember people were like clowning on the hair because it's like you get like a mullet or something. <laughs> it was just like ridiculous. Um, the little, you know, Anakin like little. No, bra- he's not a Padawan anymore. Oh, he can't have a little braid. No, no that's for the, Padawans. Got to cut the braid off. You no, when you grow up, you become a real Jedi. You got to cut that, cut that little rat tail off. A rat tail. You okay. cannot, you cannot have. I don't that. know. Right. So. Most of the pieces of this game are great. The game looks great. Mm-hmm. The story seems pretty... Solid? There are some interesting things that I want to see, like, where they're going with it. Like, you found this guy who was, like... You know they have those, those like, healing tanks? Yes, 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 the yes. Back the Bacta tanks? Bactas, yes. You find this guy in a Bacta tank who's from, like, hundreds of years ago. He's just been oh. sitting in this tank. So he's from, like, a different era. But you find the let him out. And you're like, are you good? Are you evil? I don't know what your deal is. Ooh. And he runs away. How interesting. So we're trying to find the truth about him. This game has a huge flaw, though. Oh, no. Massive, massive flaw. No maps? That is so... I can't believe that this stuff got through. What happened? This is an EA game. The, the, the EA loves focus tests more than any, any other uh-oh, company. Like, uh-oh. They make games by focus tests. What happened? The level design in this game is so bad. What? And so boneheaded, it sometimes really drives me crazy. What do you mean? So you, the game leads you in the wrong directions. Like, you know, like, level design is a pretty, like, it's a, there's definitely an art to it of, like, I'm going to lead the player yeah. down the right path. Right. So I have these pretty big open areas, but there will just be, like, oh, here's a big open area over here, and everything is indicating that I should go that way. And you'd go all the way down it's and nothing there. Ju- it's just a massive dead end. But you think, like, oh, no, this is definitely where I need to be. What do I need to do to trigger this thing? And he'll even have, like, dialogue of, like, oh, the elevator's not working. How could I get it back? It's not you don't you don't use it. 
There's no point. Then why? I don't know. And I, this has happened to me enough. At first I was like, mm, I struggle with this sometimes. I'm dumb at this. This is on me. But, but no. there, there have been enough times where I've had to look up like a little YouTube video and I'll read the comments and everybody's like, the level I, design I of this game is so bad. Like I was so stuck. Thank you. I couldn't oh. do this. Why did they do this in this game? So I don't think it's a just me problem. There was another one where I'm on a different planet, which is uh, Jeddah, which is from um, the um, Rogue One movie. Okay, okay, okay. And that's like a deserty planet. And they set up this thing where it's like, if you run on the sand, there's like a little scorpion thing under the sand that will like count to three and it'll come and kill you. Like it will instant oh. kill you if you run on the sand. So you have to jump on these stone platforms to get around. Okay. And there's enough platforms you're like, okay, I could probably just chain together some yeah. jumps and get to this door that I need to get to. And I couldn't figure it out. I was like, I'm like missing a platform. And they found like, well, and I, I went to the guide and they're like, well, if you run on this narrow patch of sand that has no indicator at all, it won't trigger the thing and you'll be fine. How would anybody know this? Why would they do that? I don't know. That's really bizarre. That's like a major miss. It's kind of hurt my faith in Respawn a little bit. That's like, who thought this was cool? Who people playing this game? Like, yeah, this is awesome. What? How did this happen? Like a huge budget, like mass audience yeah, game like this? Yeah, with like a huge IP. Right. Like so, you can't figure out how to do something very basic. I yeah. mean, it's not, I'm not discounting the, the challenge around level design, but just, just basic things like... It's a pretty fundamental thing a for fun, a game fundamental. like this. That's, that's a good way to right, put it. Right. Yeah. It's fundamental so, to, to making a video They game, do so. have an assist that I turned on where if you're going in the direction of the objective, it will like make a sound. Okay, well that's helpful. No. It's better than nothing, but it just seems to be going off like all the time, no matter which way I'm facing. It's like the shrine, yeah, like, the shrine detector, you're like, what? I don't know, man. So I'm so just- So what now? I just, I'm just having a very short leash of looking up on YouTube, like okay. what the solution is, because it's like, I don't trust- Is there this. some sort of map with a, like a, like a thing? Yes. Objective marker? You just go towards that, no? There's another thing that you can turn on which is like, so there's like the objective, which could be pretty far off in the distance. There's another thing you can turn on. It's like more of a close term objective where it's okay. like, why don't you go here to take the next step? I found that that thing is often wrong. So, what? Again, this game, no. I, don't, I don't trust what this game is telling me is the thing. That's so weird. Right, so I- Like if that's wrong, right. then So that's... if I get stuck, I'm just instantly going on YouTube to find whatever counterintuitive thing they wanted you to do. So that's just kind of how I'm playing it. Last night I did a stretch that was more action oriented. That was great. Um, like, like I said, the fighting in this is good. There is a lot of like cool fan service too. Like if what would it would have been like to see a, a Clone Wars battle droid fight a stormtrooper? Well, they're both in this game and sometimes you walk into some battle and they're like fighting it out and you can just sit back and watch. It's kind of neat. Okay. I like that. Um, so this game has a lot going for it, but that one thing really holds it well, back. Well, that's a pretty big deal. Really holds it back. That's a pretty, I mean, that that's a major Yeah, this game, miss. I remember when this game first came out, it, it had a lot of bugs. Okay. It does still have some bugs that I have encountered. Um, there was one thing where I, there was like a house that had like a laser door on it that I guess you're not supposed to get up to. I walked, I walked up Straight to it. Straight through it. And I just went right through it. 
And I was like, hey, how do I get out of here to turn it off? And they're like, oh, you actually not are supposed to get in there until like way later in the game, until you get some skill. So I just had to like turn it off and reload my save. Oh no. So okay. this game's not perfect. Okay. But. There are some good parts about what, it. What I like, I do like. Yeah. I'm going to keep going with it. I don't think it's super long. Yeah. Um, a part of me likes that it's, I kind of like flawed games in some ways, just not when they're Fundamentally frustrating. Flawed? Not when they're super frustrating like yeah. that. But now that I know, I can I can work around it, I feel. Well, you're really giving this game a lot of leeway. There were times where this I was like... This is where I'm, the IP has a hold on There you. were a couple times I was like, I'm done with this. But then, no. a, but then a cool stretch would come. That's what I'm saying. Like, you are such like a fanboy of Star Wars. You're giving an extra I'm, leash for I won't sure. deny that. That's fine. Well, good for them. They're lucky. Yes. That they're, they're, the IP is keeping it afloat. Because if, if this was any other game that had this terrible... I haven't played this game. But if it had, as you described, to be this kind of level design, like, people would nope out of it so fast. Yeah. If you were some, like, random game that had something like this it would be a no yeah i don't know i mean this was not a problem in like titanfall 2 which was an amazing game oh that's a great game they didn't have this problem i imagine what there's happened? different people working on this because yeah. this, you know, this is not a first person shooter this is a third person action adventure game yeah i don't know wow that's amazing to me that that could slide in in this day and age honestly but anyways yeah, i don't know all right there's one more game that mm -hmm. is new that we are both playing, which is Monster Hunter Now. Yes. Which is a new, well, new-ish. New well, Semi-new, was new once. Yeah, was new once. Uh, mobile um, game. Mobile game. Which is made by Niantic, obviously mm -hmm. who makes Pokemon Go. Uh, I was getting, I got turned on this game from uh, the 8-4 podcast, yeah. who is very into Monster Hunter, all things Monster Hunter. I'm also And they were talking Monster about Hunter. this. So let's check it out. This was a, a sort of a fun thing to check out over the break, but it's pretty cool. It is really cool. I have been spending, as you know, we've both been spending, um, but I've been spending a lot of time with the Capcom friends yeah. recently. <laughs> you really have. I know. I've just been like sitting in their office. With, without any good reason. Um, but but yeah, I, I've, I've just, every time I go there, I see all their Monster Hunter stuff. I'm like, man, I miss that you game. You want to pick up that giant sword they have. I tried to pick it up. It was very heavy. It's heavy. <laughs> I could not do it by myself. Yeah. Um, but I, I do, I do, I am missing, I'm like trying to scratch like a Monster Hunter itch. And then, of course, um, yeah, we were both like, our interests were piqued by this game. We, we both played a ton of Pokemon yes. Go together. Um, so we have been playing this game over like the Thanksgiving break. We're both like pretty like in it now, I would say. Yeah. Um, and this game is like really fun. It's amazing how, you know, they were able to translate some of the core things in a Monster Hunter right. game into this mobile experience where it still feels like, it feels like a Monster Hunter game. Like you still do all the cool, the cool things like, you know, fighting monsters, getting their parts, making weapons, making your armor and um <clears throat> excuse me i was like immediately like sucked into like oh, okay i need to hunt like a million of these so i can get the armor mm. set like immediately like i do with monster hunter and obviously it still has sort of the you know the niantic style of like you know walking around location and, and based. location based things yeah, yeah so it's great yeah, you walk around and you can see different <laughs> monsters and also different points to like harvest materials yeah and like the battles are pretty close to a real Monster Hunter battle. Obviously, they're meant to be much more streamlined, but you can like you know square up with a monster mm -hmm. and you know dodge um, attacks from it and do attacks yourself. You have specials. You can break different parts of its body, which will give you more materials later on once you defeat it. 
Um, you can do it multiplayer. We have not had a chance to try yeah. that out yet, but I think we're going to. Um, I just unlocked the ability. They start you out with a sword and shield, which I think is right. a good choice for people. Right. Uh, I just unlocked the great sword, which I had been looking forward to getting, but now I'm, I think I'm going to go back to the sword and shield just because it's, you know, it, it is in true Monster Hunter fashion. It's slow. Very slow yeah. to swing this sword, and like you're just like tapping on the screen to do attacks. Like I like the sword and shield. Like tap, 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 take this, <clears throat> and it does also make it easier to do the dodges. Yeah, um, from the enemies. But I imagine if you're doing like harder enemies in a multiplayer setting, like in Monster Hunter, every weapon has a role. Right, right. So it's very easy to switch weapons. So I could see myself like, well, by myself I'll use this, but now I'm with a group. Mm -hmm. I'll switch over to that. You know. Yeah, the weapons I find are like pretty fun and I like the the way that you, you know, quote like attack in the game or like play the play play, you know, fight the actual monsters because it does like have some skill. You you're tapping yeah. obviously to like attack, but there's specials that you can do to you like charge it up and you can do a special. Mm -hmm. If you do like a perfect dodge, like there's like the slow-mo effect yeah. that happens where you can do like extra damage and then you do get more rewards if you beat a monster within a certain time Quickly. frame. Yeah. And then you get more like drops basically from it. And then yeah, the breaking is like very Monster Hunter. I'm like, can I cut a tail off? Because I always like to do you that. You can get tails. You can get tails. Yeah. You can break the head and mm -hmm. get like the, the head piece. Right. So all of that translates really well um, in this game. You also get a little Palico friend. Yes. Who like wanders around with you and helps you like gather things. And so yeah, they really did a great job like, you know, making sort of the core Monster Hunter elements yeah you know like and then bringing that to like a mobile experience yeah so. and there seems to be a lot of gear and the gear will give you like certain abilities so i got one that lets you like lock on to different yes. parts of the monster if you want to be sure like oh i, I want to break the head mm -hmm. so i just want to attack there instead of you know trying to aim it yeah so i have i have not yet gotten into that thing of like, I need to get this set. I, I learned the hard way about that you years had ago. To, yeah, you had a, a traumatic experience. I'm, I'm, I'm more easygoing about the armor now, but the weapons are cool. There's a lot more, the hammer was the one that I wanted to work towards. They don't have every Monster Hunter weapon. Like they, right. they don't have the hunting horn. Right. Um, but they do have a good, like I think there's like six or seven mm -hmm. different weapon types yeah. that you can get. So I need to unlock, I've only unlocked those two so far. But um, yeah, this game's really cool. Like if you like Monster Hunter, if you like Pokemon Go, we both played Pokemon Go pretty heavily, like in chunks of time. We'd play it really heavy, take a break, and then come and then back and come play back it and be really, heavy with really it again. heavy again. Yeah. Um, it's, just a, it's just a lot of fun, and it's, it's a good reminder of what makes Monster Hunter cool. Yeah, exactly. And I did get my butt handed to me by a huge yeah. five-star monster, so I'm looking for a multiplayer. <laughs> friend to, to help me so that's you yeah um, so yeah. we're gonna try that later but yes they, they do get they did they do get tough those monsters right <clears throat> well that's the uh, games we are playing i gotta say the news section this week very light. waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30 percent in 2023 if you're in a bind this tax season lifelock can help our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. 
Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's a little weak. <laughs> Let's be honest were, about it. Everybody was on holiday. Good for that. I was sure that there was going to be, we're recording this on Monday, the Monday yeah. after that. I was like, somebody's going to have some piece of news on Monday that will lead this news section. But there was literally nothing. Nothing. I feel like this Black Friday was like sort of, there was not like a lot happening. Like people, yeah, so other people were saying like, did, did this Black Friday like kind of suck? Because like. People didn't seem to have like the wow, what a great deal! What's you know, so isn't that? You know, we would we would often have people come into Nintendo and present to us of like, here are the yeah. Black Friday trends right, or right. the holiday shopping trends from consumers. And a lot of the times, it was like stuff you already knew of, like, hey, people really like shopping online. Like, yeah, I know. Duh. But it does seem like something has changed now, where. Black Friday itself is less important than just this very extended window of time. Right. Because I was telling you, I went to a Target last Monday, and I was like, they just have all the Black Friday sales out and, right. and active. So, I saw this video that someone posted from Target where they had they were looking at the price signs in the store, and they had a sign that said like Black Friday deal and a price. And if you look right underneath it, it was just the normal sign for the price oh. it was the same oh really yeah well they did i mean if you wanted the big tv on sale like they had the big tv on sale but it's not on sale just for black friday it's on sale for like the for whole a long month. time right yeah right. they just so, put up a black friday thing because people right. think that's so there's less to shop so there's less pressure on this one i think so moment i think a lot of people realize yeah this is kind of a bad thing that we've created where people are getting trampled like, we should not have done that at like, in the beginning. You know, mid we're, we're forcing these workers to work the midnight of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of bad things about that. Like so, back in the day, people would stand in those lines to get the Black right. Friday deals. I, I only ever did that once, just to see it. And I think I went to like a Target, and I was like, I think I ended up buying some like Tupperware or something because I was like, <laughs> I don't really need any of this stuff, but this, all right, I need some Tupperware. And I that's guess like, you're here now. It's like twenty percent off. Okay. Wow, how late! <laughs> it was really late. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so anyhow, we were thinking like maybe there would be some kind of like announcement from Nintendo well, sharing their your their, you know, yes. so, sales numbers. That was a, that was a real thing, the Nintendo momentum announcement. People would often like track the numbers over the holiday right. and like, oh, well, you know, will we have some impressive stat that we can trot out of like, mm. hey, after the we're looking good Fastest for the holiday season. Holiday season right. of all time. <laughs> right, some sort right. of headline like so that. So that didn't happen for them. It didn't happen for anybody. Nobody trotted Nobody out any anything. news. And I can understand why in, in, in Nintendo's case they didn't because, I mean, we got seven years of Switch. Like, it's hard to top the peak, right. you know, Black Friday weekend or however you want to slice it. At this point, you're just not going to top. You're not going to get there. whatever was from you know 2019 or whatever your peak right, was. Right, right. And yeah, like with with PlayStation and Xbox, they're at, you know they're they typically had better sales. I felt like I feel like Xbox was usually more aggressive with the sales. Like they had deals mm -hmm. that were pretty good, but not like oh my god, people are. People are jumping on this like yeah. like crazy. There was that PS5 Target sale that people were posting about over yeah. the weekend. Um, so they do discount a bit sure. more. But yeah, I didn't see anything from anybody. Everybody was pretty quiet because I suspect right. that. Remember one year they had like, oh, we have a $200 uh, right. Series S. 
It's like, wow, that's for that's, a, a that's, next gen system for 200 bucks. That's, that's pretty that's good. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, nothing this year. I, I just felt like just in general, things were a little bit muted. I don't know if that that's just kind of the place we are with this console generation, um, especially for Nintendo at the tail end of theirs. Um, you know, I just, but, but overall, it does feel like people are not as like into it as before. So this might just be kind of what happens moving forward. I think it's know? just more spread out. Yeah. I think people are still very into, you know, shopping and getting deals, but it's just, they know more like, there's going to be more opportunities as we get close. Right. It's like, this is not my only chance to get people the, the thing. People have come out of that mindset. They're more savvy yeah. about it. So I could see, you know, maybe at the start of January, again, one of these Best companies holiday saying, ever. Yeah, like, something. oh, we, you know, we shattered our holiday records with whatever it is. Mm -hmm. In the case of Nintendo, they already put out an announcement for Mario Wonder. Yeah. So they kind of didn't have that, that much, much new to yeah. say about that. Mario RPG is not going to be some, like... Sales gangbuster no, thing. No, that's like a pretty niche audience, I think. So I can kind of understand where it was, but it, it just leads to this being a very dinky new section. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The long, the yeah. long run up. But to interesting that. how people's habits have changed a bit. You know. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Uh, the other little news story here. You know, we don't typically do news about like other creators, but in this case, I think it was noteworthy. Um, we were both surprised. Um, I think it was like the day before Thanksgiving. They yeah. put this episode out. Nintendo podcast is ending. I know, so uh, sad. Wood and Bob, great friends of ours. We were on that podcast a little yeah. over a year ago. I didn't see that coming at all. I don't think a lot of people did. Yeah. And that was quite surprising. Um, you know, basically, you know, one of them said like, yeah, you know, my heart's not really in it the same way it was. I do a lot of other things. Like mm -hmm. neither of them are primarily podcasters. Right, They right. do other things. They have so. their own ch very, you know, large channels that they do a lot of right. other content on. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it kind of is what it is where it's like if, you know, if both people aren't into us, then yeah, I guess it makes sense to, you know, not continue on if you have, you know, you think you have better things to do. Right. With your time, but um, you know it is sad to lose a, another great podcast and the Nintendo community with you know really you know sharp and and great commentators exactly like them. I um, love Bob and Wolf <clears throat> so much, and we, it was such an honor for us to be on the podcast. And honestly, it was like very cathartic, and I had like a weight on my chest that I wanted to get off for that podcast. So it was so fun to to do that and share that moment with them and right. like hug it out at the end. You know, like just get past that thing. Right. Um, so it, it, it was definitely sad when I saw this. And I know that, you know, yeah, it, it, it is rare to have, like, a Nintendo-specific podcast. Like, that's what they were doing, and they were very focused on that, and they had so much, like, you know, just great things, great insights on Nintendo things and, and such a love for all things Nintendo that it, it is really sad to see it ending. Uh, I, you know, as I was, I listened to that whole podcast, um, which was quite, quite, quite raw. Yeah, um, yeah. It made me think of, of us, honestly, when yeah. I was going through it because, you know, they talked about like, hey, you know, we've almost made it two years. That's a really long time. And I was like, yes, yes, but like, you know, we, <laughs> we we've passed 10 years of making something uh, weekly yeah. um, together. And um, yeah, I just want to say that this, this is a very special thing that we have being able to do this for as long as we have. And um you know, being both people being you know fully committed to this right. and never worrying like, oh no, you know, Krista's Krista's not into it this week. Oh what what do I have to do uh, to you know get get her jangle some keys or something? Get <laughs> Glitter her, in the face. Get get her in the zone. <laughs> 
Um, but no, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll probably talk about it more in some future story time. Like there, there were some times where you considered leaving Nintendo. Yeah. You were very honest with me about that. So I did also understand kind of the worries that they were sharing of yeah. like, you know, I, I knew you in this capacity. Things are going to be changing. I don't know what that means. Right. And I'm feeling a little bit anxious about that. I can yeah. relate to that because that's that's how I felt when you were right. going through that too. Yeah, it was really sweet when I was listening to the Nintendo podcast um, about this. One thing that that Wood was asking of Bob was um, was like, you know, I just want to be able to hang out with you still. Yeah. And it's like that's so sweet because that that is like what makes these kinds of things really special. Is like these people and us. Like we have real friendships, you know. These are like this. This is like real thing. It's not like we're just phoning it in every week to do a podcast. They they weren't either. It right. wasn't just like every week they had to like turn it turn it on mm-hmm. to do a podcast. Now these are like part of people's lives. This is part of our like a huge part of yeah. our life. So yeah, you know, it, it definitely made me think about that a little bit too. It's like thank God, you know, we after. Nintendo ended, we like made the decision to do this together and we we're obviously like very fully committed to doing this for as long as we possibly can, obviously, with the support from you guys. Um, but it, it's nothing it's something that you shouldn't really take for granted because like, yeah, it is like two people's lives that you're like trying to like, you know, fit together for this. And and at some point, you know, maybe it doesn't work for one or the other person. So yeah, it's 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 a reality of it. There was one other thing that they talked about, which, again, not to make this about us, but <laughs> kind of um, they talked about how, you know, they, so they started as solo creators. Right, right. Yeah. And they came together to do this podcast, and they said there was real a real, like, feeling out period of, like, I'm not... A solo creator anymore. Oh, like gosh. I have to, I have to wait for you to finish your point before I can jump in with my better point. <laughs> um, and I think wow. you know we experienced the opposite of oh like from day one. Yeah, we did it as a duo. And I think we still we still sometimes joke or talk about like oh you could do this thing by yourself or like sometimes I'll do like a like a YouTube short talking about some news by myself. But yeah. I think we still like we prefer this. Yes. It's like I don't think like I, I I can't see some world where it's like well I'm just gonna go be a solo content oh my God, creator. I don't I'd th- never I don't do think that. I would do that. I don't you know? I don't think I can ever do it. It's too right. scary. I don't know how people, these solo creators do. I have so much respect for solo creators. Maybe because I just never experienced that before. And and they were saying so many things are like oh it's so much easier. I can just do what I want whenever I feel like like whenever I feel like streaming I just stream. Like I don't care about your schedule whatever. Yeah. I I don't know. I I don't know if I'd be cut out for that. Honestly, I I need like. I like having like a safety net, you know? Totally, totally. And I feel, I, I would feel a lot of pressure if I had to do this by myself. And I think I'd be lonely to do it. Like this is a lonely right. job. Right. If you're a solo creator, I mean, the creator community is great at times, you know, and, and obviously we have creator friends that kind of understand the situation. But if you had to do this by yourself, I think it'd be incredibly lonely. Yeah, especially when you like are it. getting feedback on a regular basis, like rating your output. It's like oh sometimes God. you need to like yes. talk to somebody about that or get like a reality. You, you often need a reality check about that. <laughs> you came in this morning was like, I screenshotted the last podcast. I was ready. <laughs> in case you're having a meltdown today, which I oftentimes do because I, I get. I get for this now. I'm very like. like You live or die. I live or die with the right. YouTube algorithm. But I, I mean, I mean in a sense, you kind of you kind of are living or dying with it. So, yeah. so there's some, you know. You got to 
pay rent, Some guys. reasonable uh, aspects to that. Yeah. that. But yeah, that's that's like a super hard thing that is extremely admirable. Yeah, it's so admirable. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss this. I'm so glad that we, again, just was able to be a very teeny tiny part of this amazing thing that you know, Wood and, and Bob created, and, and uh, I wish them nothing but the best, of course. Um, but I'm sad. I'm really sad that yeah. this is ending. Yeah, they said they're going to do episodes through the end of the year. Yeah. But, yeah, enjoy enjoy it while it lasts, I, I guess, know. is the big takeaway We'll there. just bring them on to this podcast. There we we'll go. We'll force them back together here. <laughs> <laughs> you listening? <laughs> they can do the tell-all with us. Oh yeah! Turn the tables, right? Turn the tables. There okay, we we'll go. we'll put that on the yes. on the list of things to schedule for yes. next year. <laughs> that's the news, believe it or not. Believe it or not, that's the news. <laughs> Literally, yes. nothing happened. It's okay. Uh, our first question is maybe a slightly newsy, so I put it first here. Okay. Uh, we get all of our questions from our Patreon community. This one's from Captain Alex. Dropping this in here because of recent discourse surrounding video game reviews. If you know, you know. Does Nintendo ever pay their content creators as part of the creator program, or does Nintendo ever pay content creators or news outlets in general to post reviews or cover games? My guess is no. However, in defense of recent issues, it doesn't seem fair that a smaller indie company or publisher should be expected to pay for reviews when larger companies like Nintendo, Sony, or Microsoft get and expect free coverage. They're the ones who can actually afford to pay for the coverage as far as their marketing budget. Instead, they give hashtag free game and probably <laughs> add the gifted games to their long list of tax write-offs. <laughs> so, yes, this was something that happened on Twitter like days before Thanksgiving where there was a smaller indie developer. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they were sort of you know, just sharing a lot of little facts about the launch of their game and they were saying... You know, it was really hard for us to get coverage on YouTube. All the people that we reached out to wanted money to review the game and, you know, didn't feel good about doing that. So we're yeah. just like kind of don't have much. And that created the capital D discourse um, that <laughs> yeah. happened around this. Sure. And it, But it was kind of an interesting view into how people are feeling about this. Yeah. So from just to answer the question about Nintendo. So Nintendo actually had two sides of their creator program. One was the earned, we call them earned creators, which means that we do not pay them. You know, Nintendo was not paying them to cover a game. They would give them hashtag free game, free product um, at launch. They, they were not getting the game. The creators were not, not getting the game any earlier than a normal person. You just at launch, give them a code. Um, never, you know, was a, there was never sort of communication like you have to cover this game if you accept this code. Like we never, you know, when we were at Nintendo, we never did that with our creator, with our earned creators. We would just simply give them the game. We would do some research to make sure they're fans of that particular franchise. And if they posted about it, great. If not, then no big deal. And oftentimes they did post about it because Nintendo is Nintendo, right? They do have some cachet um, with the name. But Nintendo also did have a paid creator program. And we started that program um, to, you know, the sort of the strategy from a Nintendo perspective is, we would pay creators only to reach audiences that Nintendo couldn't on their own. So like Nintendo had a huge social footprint, like millions and millions of followers, right? But a lot of times those followers were all like video game fans or current Nintendo fans. Um, so if you wanted to reach an audience beyond that, like for example, for Animal Crossing, we really wanted to reach like more casual game, you know, players, um, people that, you know, didn't, you know, d don't play Nintendo games like every day. 
Um, so we had like a suite of paid creators that had like huge followings for very sort of casual lifestyle audiences, and we paid those creators to make content. Um, so yeah, there was two sides to it, and I think a lot of bigger companies probably manage it this way. They have like a paid side and an earned side. Their paid strategy might be a little bit different depending on what their goals are, but Nintendo's goals for you know, creators was always audience expansion. And so we really focused on that for the paid side. But it's not, you know, not unheard of for Nintendo to pay for, quote, you know, reviews. Not with media, though. Not with media. No, media, there's no uh, yeah, money not with changing media. hands. That's a, that's a very... Unless it's an ad. <clears throat> well, that's not, it's different. Yeah, but it can look... Advertorial, you mean? Some, some of those advertorials, like, especially when we right. did, like, print in, like, Game Informer and stuff, could look like right. a review, but... It's pretty clearly marked that it isn't. Managed by different teams, though, I think is an important distinction. Managed by different advertising did that. The right. advertising team did that. Right. So it's kind of, there's kind of like a church and state thing yeah. there. Yeah. But, but I think that was a good program that worked for us because it's like, well, let's, let's you know, do as much as we can. And then, you know, where we need to spend money, we'll do it to reach mm -hmm. these people who, like, like, for example, like, you know, ki kids media is like, some of the, oh these gosh, are like some of the biggest hardest, creators. Yeah. And it's like, they're not even answering your email unless you're talking about like how much money you're ready right. to spend. So it's right. like, well, kids are an important group for Nintendo. So it makes sense for us to invest this money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we Because like you too. might think like, oh, well, if I'm paying for this coverage, it's going to be everything I want. A lot of times it's not. You have to really shepherd that person or group or channel yeah. down the path of getting something that you want. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of you know people who are sponsoring content are not ready to, to do that. They do not know how to do that. It's so a lot of things go haywire. And they're like, oh, I wasted my money. Right. It's like, well, you, you kind of did. Yeah. You know, we're, yeah. we're in an interesting position because we're, we're kind of on both sides of this where... You know, as creators, we sometimes get approached about, you know, sponsored things. And, you know, we also do on the side our consulting work where, you know, we have we might have people who want, you know, advice on, on how to do this. Um, you know, I think one one thing that I that I thought of with this content creator is like <clears throat> or excuse me, with this with this indie developer, like are the creators they're reaching out to or like are they a good fit for this game? That's the thing. Does it make sense yeah. for them and their audience and their channel to cover this game? Right organically yeah because like you were saying like you're living or dying with your numbers right and there's sometimes there's like a knock-on effect of like well if i have a bad video that could hurt the momentum of the something of, your of something down yeah. the, down the road so you do need to be smart about that so if it, if it was not something that was a good fit for that channel mm -hmm. i might understand why they're like not getting yeah, as many responses. I, I might be interested yeah. but I, I might need you to foot the bill because this video might not do so great in terms of what i expect from my channel i right. might i might need to make you know, kind of break even on it from that sense. The thing that I, that I, you know, I, I feel is something that no one understands as deeply and a lot of, you know, a lot of on both sides, creator side and brand side that don't just get like transparently talked about a lot is like the work that you have to do to really research and understand the right fit, creator fit for your brand. Like you can't just look at like, how big this following is and then call it a day yeah. and that's that's your strategy and exactly that, and that's what you're going to be and you're going to be reaching out to like everybody that has like two million subs or more yeah like that doesn't work <laughs> um so like sort of the legwork it takes to develop creator strategy i think is a lot more than you would think you know than, than just outreaching out to a bunch of creators and and hoping that they will cover your game 
Um, so it, it is a really interesting, because now creators are such a huge part of, you know, launching a game and, and getting awareness for your game. It's like, you do have to have some kind of strategy in place and, and really understand what your goals are and, and how that ties back to your creator strategy. But I think a lot of times, maybe there's not as much like work done beforehand to like get there. Yeah. And then you, and then you see sort of, you know, whether it, if you feel like, oh, if you did spend money, it's not worth it, or you didn't spend any money and no one covered your game, or, or you know, some of those challenges that we're, we're seeing in the, quote, discourse. Yeah, or if you're thinking like, oh, well, I, I have to work with, you know, the highest subscriber creators, or it's worthless, like, that's not actually true. Right. Or it's like, how are you actually approaching these people, and what, mm -hmm. are, you, what, are, you, what information are you giving them off the right, bat? Like, right. is that going to set this conversation off in the right way? There's a lot of nuance to it um, that is tricky. Yeah. There, there did seem to be some dismay from some people around this topic of like, oh my gosh, like this new generation is just fine with, you know, the sponsored content and, and not understanding the difference. I don't know. Do they understand the difference or not? I don't know. I mean, every, there's so many disclosures that you have to do yeah. to be very clear that something is sponsored or else like the, the literal government will come after you. The FTC you. will get you. Right. And that was something we had to be super careful with yeah. at Nintendo. But... I think that they're very savvy. I think they get it. I, I don't... And I think they just like the content. Exactly. They like the creator, which, which makes the whole thing a worthwhile endeavor. I think that's why those, those things where it is a very successful partnership, whether it's paid or not, all goes back to whether the creator authentically is interested right. in your brand right. and whether or not their audience believes that they're interested in, their, in your brand. If the answer is no, it doesn't matter what you're doing with them because it's not going to work. Right. Um, and no one will believe you and it ultimately hurt your brand. So like, I, I feel like that that's just a piece of it that is so important that should not be overlooked in like the, the early parts of developing that strategy. Yeah, and you would hope that content creators can also have that lens of, exactly. you know, am I interested in this? If not really, then I don't want to do it. I mean, we get approached by so much stuff every week that we're just like, no, this is not really this is not a, fit a good fit. Us. This doesn't yeah. make sense, so we're going to have to say no. Right. And I think the viewer can sniff that out in most cases Right, um, right. If it's something that doesn't feel like a good fit. But this is, this is an interesting topic, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, and it's a, it's a space that's just going to continue to evolve, I think. Um, yeah, obviously, it's very interesting for us to be on both sides of the coin for this because we deal with it from both sides. And we've worked on it from both sides as well, which is very interesting. So, um, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think there's many people who have the both sides experience that yeah. we do on this yeah. specific I mean, topic. Yeah, yeah, the creator program at Nintendo is something that you and I created. Yeah. So yeah. Um, very interesting stuff, though. Cerulean Dragon is next. I wanted to get this question out before the Game Awards nominations. Well, that already happened. But at what point do you oh. feel TGAs become a popularity contest, mm. especially this year, which was packed with so many amazing games? For example, Octopath 2 sits at an 84 in Metacritic, which is just a few points lower than Final Fantasy 16 and a few points above Starfield. However, I think it's safe to assume this game will receive next to no nominations, unlike other two. That was true. Mm -hmm. How important do you think the backing of a big name and a big studio matters more so than the game itself? And do you think the ability for a game to go viral like Baldur's Gate managed to impacts a game's likelihood to be nominated? At what point does the quality of the game no longer the only thing taken into consideration. For example, had Baldur's Gate gotten critical acclaim but didn't sell as well or go viral online, do you think it would have made it into the nomination process on its acclaim alone? Tricky stuff. So there was also a few other questions that we got around recency bias. Yeah. 
which we were just talking about. Right. I do think they're that's real. You know, we have we have pointed out some limitations of the game awards system, which is you know they are using a panel of right. media and creators from around the world to you know help with you know nominating nominating yeah. games, picking winners, and especially in a year like this one. These are all people like us who have limited time to cover and, and play certain games. Exactly. And the demands of their job are like, we have to prioritize the high profile games because that's right. what our audience wants or that's what our boss is telling us to cover because it gets a click. Yeah. And they kind of have to scrap and fight like we do for time to play other games that maybe are, are of interest to them or that they have heard you know, gotten recommendations from for other mm -hmm. people. It's, it's not possible for them to play literally everything. Exactly. And I think it kind of goes hand in hand with, like, the game that becomes a talking point on the internet, unfortunately, right? It, when, it, when a game like Baldur's Gate, you know, goes viral or whatever, or a game like Sea of Stars, you know, has, like, a moment, because we're in such a crowded space with all the games that we were treated to this year, yeah, it really be, becomes like, what is the thing that captures your attention? So I don't know if calling it a popularity contest is the right phrasing for it, but it is like, in a way, sort of, you know, what is in the current conversation? Because those are the games that they probably feel the need to give their attention yeah. to. Yeah, so Octopath Traveler 2 is a 100-hour JRPG that I'd say in terms of you know, notoriety or people talking about is a step below Starfield and Baldur's Gate. Yeah. It would kind of be on a lot of those people on the panel to carve out that time. And I right. don't think enough of them did for it to get the nominations, even though I think in some some of those categories it absolutely deserved to be is, there. is deserved. Yeah. So this is just a limitation of the system. I don't know how you get around this. Mm -hmm. The recency bias point, it kind of depends on the person. Yeah. I started doing my game of the year prep this weekend. I'm very comprehensive with this. And I can say for certain I have several games that came out very early in the year. You took very comprehensive notes. Are going this year. to be on my list that I have held on tight to from day mm -hmm. one. But yeah. I imagine there are other people who are a bit more from the hip of like, oh yeah, that you know, there's like off the top of their head, yeah. yes, this, this, and this. And they may not dig as deep to find something else that happened it, earlier. It is such like a it's like when you look at art in a museum, some people love it, some people hate it, right? Yeah. It's like very, you know, you, you kind of don't know how a person will react. Right. And I think there's a, another thing that happens that's kind of similar to recency bias is like, is there one thing in a game that sticks in your head? And obviously it's easier if you just recently played that game for more things to stick in your head. But that doesn't mean that a game from earlier this year doesn't have a moment that like stands out to you that makes you remember it, you know? Right. So I feel like it all goes back to like, how do you break out in this extremely crowded space more than ever this year? That's like the game that, you know, that everyone's playing. It's right. like, how do you, what thing are you going to break out for? Like, unfortunately, Baldur's Gate thing that broke out before is the sexy bear. So, you know, like, it could be something weird. It could be not, nothing to do with yeah. the quality of the game, right? right? Um, but it is, like, that is the thing. Like, everybody's attention span is, like, so short right. now. You just need that moment. But then beyond all these games, there's a whole other world of, like, true indie games yeah. that, you know, don't have, like, nobody knows these developers. Nobody knows this series. 
where the quality could be just as good, right? But they have to find a way out of that hole to get any sort of attention, yeah, at all. And that hole is That's, deep. Those are the ones. Like we're still talking about Octopath Traveler. Like, oh my gosh, that was a huge snub. Like, there's games that probably are snubs that we don't even know about. Exactly. It's like what's what's on what's on the bottom of the ocean? We haven't. I seen, don't know. We haven't seen the light we of don't, day. We don't Some know. Some of these games have not seen the light that, of day. That those are the ones that I feel for the most because there's too. like, please pay attention to this, and nobody. Is even listening. You can't. Like, it's impossible almost. Like, yeah. you have to be so savvy with the way that you right. manage your launches. If somebody wants to scour literally everything on Steam to find oh boy. stuff, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it, and it just gets, I think, harder and harder, right? It, it is. It Every is. year. This year was especially dif difficult. Right. Um, so I don't so I don't I don't have a solution. I don't know if there are good solutions to this. Yeah. I think it's just best for us to acknowledge, like, yeah, this, this is inherently flawed. A flawed system. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Greg Vogt asks, with the Switch 2 seemingly on the horizon, what do you think the likelihood of getting sequels to new game series first introduced on the Switch, namely ARMS, Astral Chain, and Ring Fit Adventure? Oh my gosh. Let's go through each of these one by one and say very likely, somewhat likely, or unlikely. Okay. ARMS. Unlikely. I would agree. Unlikely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, the ARMS team is the same as the Mario Kart team. Right. They have better so things So they to do. are busy with that. <clears throat> yeah. And I think that, you know, it did okay. Eh. Yeah. In terms of, you know, a, a new Nintendo IP popping off. We've seen that with Splatoon. Mm -hmm. That's one that has taken off. Right, and, and right. That, and that got the support. This one... Unless, unless there's somebody, like like a Miyamoto Pikmin, like if somebody's like, this is my pet project, I'm going I to, need you to do this fight tooth and me. nail to do yeah. that. I'm not making Mario Kart 9 unless I make ARMS 2. That's the oh deal. Oh my gosh, Kono-san is like... Unless it's something like Ibuki that. san is like thrown down. I know. Literally thrown down. Uh, Astral Chain, I also say unlikely. <laughs> unlikely. I am deeply worried about Platinum Games. Like, Yikes. truly deeply worried. It's pretty dire. Especially after Kamiya's left. I know, right? Um, Drama. I mean, Nint Nintendo can keep funding these games. But they need someone to like take the reins over there and figure it out. And again, Astral Chain was not a Bayonetta-type hit. No. Where it's like, ah, oh, yes, we will make an Astral Chain 2. I think I would almost want to roll the dice again and say, what else? What other new ideas, yeah, what other ideas do you, you have? have? I mean, it was a good game, yeah. but I just, it just did not... Have any it, sort of lasting it power was, it at was, all. It was not... A you know Nintendo level hit. I honestly cannot remember. It's a, a cult classic. Single thing about Astral Chain. It's a cult classic. There's some, oh, there's I can a, remember a lot of things. There was a hair about. that hair set that looked like your hair set. That's I, you, all you, I you made a uh, you made a purple haired version of me to look like the main. That character. was the only thing yeah. I remember from it. We did a Nintendo minute on Astral Chain. It's a great game, but it's I I don't think it's going to really get a sequel. I really don't remember. Ring Fit Adventure, highly likely. Highly likely. Highly likely. I'm surprised we haven't already seen. Oh, I know they're probably a, saving a for that to, Switch too. This also, you know, to our to our talk of, of what games could Nintendo turn into live services. This is one. This yeah. is a great do one. Do monthly monthly editions. Yeah. You can do like a little monthly right. monthly, level monthly workout exercise or monthly challenge. Yeah, exactly. People yes. love that. Yes. Like leg month. Ring Not fit like is, day, but like month. Ring Fit is legit good. People love this I, game. I really like Ring Fit. It's fun. I want them to do this, and, and I think and they will. A lot of people were like legit playing it daily as part of their exercise routine. Yeah, remember so. in the pandemic, like this was one of those things that people. like, oh, like, oh no, there's also like, this is so sold out everywhere. Yeah. Like, you cannot get but this. no one can leave their house. You cannot get this. Yeah. People love it. It was a huge hit. Love it. Yeah. 
Rob asks, we have just completed a major release for my company. Yay! It involved late night support and monitoring Slack over the weekend. Now that it is finished, I intend to reward myself with some shopping and food. Nice. When you worked at Nintendo, <clears throat> did you have any post-launch ceremonies? Did you ever reward yourselves afterwards? After a, as a bonus question, did Nintendo have an internal reward system no. for employees after a significant launch? No. That's a big no. That's a huge no. You know, the thing with Nintendo is we were always moving on to the next launch. So true. We never had a Just moment the next thing. at all yeah. to celebrate anything, um, which was a little bit sad. Uh, but yeah, I don't remember a single sort of celebratory rest, restful moment for any launch I've ever worked on at Nintendo, even like the big ones like Switch. That's why this was such a hamster wheel. It was yeah. like you think you accomplished something great that was meaningful and it was just like, yeah. all right, well, how, how's the next thing going? Yeah, right, are you right, gonna, right. Are you going to screw that up? <laughs> you know? <laughs> or they keep moving the forecast. Yeah. Like you launched like Smash and it sold like it sold like crazy amounts and they were like actually the real forecast is this and so you actually failed. So and that did break that did break people. Broke people. Like yeah. I think people needed a break, people mm -hmm. needed some recognition, people just needed a different just something different to happen day to day. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of people just reach a point where it's like, I, I just can't and don't want to do this anymore. Right, and people start phoning it in because yeah, you're it's like, exhausted. Especially for certain, for like a Pokemon where it's especially grueling. <sighs> that's grueling. Um, that's, that's or like you one. with the, all the smash that you did. Yeah, and like, that, by the end of that two years, I was like, I cannot. Yeah, like people need a, a, way, yeah. a way out of yeah. that. But I think personally, um, we did some nice things for ourselves. Like we, we would always have, we were, you and I were particularly good at this. We, um, you know, after a very long sort of grueling Nintendo holiday season, which has always been always really busy for us, we would take like a good chunk of time off. Like, mm. you know, we would go on like a holiday break. Nintendo had a good holiday schedule too. Like True. we had basically, we called it like shutdown. So they would, we would be, you know, completely shut down from Christmas until sort of New Year's and you can take some time off before and after to like really fill out that mm -hmm. vacation. And you and I would like take some major trips during that yeah. time when we were working there. Like mm -hmm. we'd take like really big international trips. Like I went to like Thailand for three months. Um, three months? Oh, sorry, three weeks. Three <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I did Vietnam for three weeks one year. Um, so like it was a good time to go on a nice long vacation. And no one bothered you during that week. Right, that was the important That was thing. the best part. So, yeah. the, so you do like not, not after every launch, but like at the end of the year, you got like a little glimmer of hope that you can take a break. And that was kind of nice. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. yeah. I um, have talked about this one year I was the... E3 lead. Yeah. And that was a very challenging job that nobody wanted, honestly. Horrible. And that was also another like make or break assignment for a lot of people, where yeah. a lot of people who had that like would end up leaving the company. Right. And after that, some I, people got fired. I floated the idea of like, you know, you should give like a hazard bonus pay to the person who has to do this job. Because oh this is this is really, this is truly above and beyond. This is a truly taxing grueling project right and for for again for the day after e3 just be like well back to back to whatever yeah sucks it did suck. and of course you were laughing that was that was laughed at and but i do think that like that is something that should be considered for yeah. these sorts of unusual big i think they were like well it's a high profile thing that's that's reward that's the reward, that's the reward. yeah that was such a weird thing 
with E3, the E3 lead job, is that like you were basically like it was a test for a lot right. of people, like right. people that were on sort of like the list of getting promoted, for example, they would purposefully give them the yeah. E3 lead role to see if they can handle it. And if so, they would get promoted. And if not, basically their careers are ruined. And that's why a lot of people left the company when they couldn't do it and their careers were yeah. ruined. Yeah. And it's so crazy. It was bad. When you think about it like that. But yeah, they, they did not give you any breaks like after each of these big things. Yeah, there were a lot of years where they approached me like, oh, what do you think about doing this? And, and every year I was like, absolutely no. not. I want nothing to do with it. And, yeah. Until one year they came and they're like, you're going to be the E3. Like, they basically basically <laughs> I didn't, have a, told you, I didn't huh? have a choice. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, in your first meetings tonight, get ready. <gasps> oh, okay. the E3 committee meetings were so bad. I, like, I, have no, I have no clue what I'm doing. Those are the worst meetings I got this job ever. three hours ago. <laughs> Feel this out. Yeah. Garth the Wolf asks, when y'all started doing Nintendo Minute, was there a defining moment where you each had the thought of, huh, this is neat and I can see a future based around this outside of your other job responsibilities you had at the time? Yeah. I think when we started, it was definitely like experimental. Just this thing that we were just testing because the, you know, the YouTube channel at Nintendo was so new at the time. Was there a defining moment I think it must have been when we went weekly. Because mm. there was this moment where you... Which was pretty early on. It was pretty early. You had suggested, too. You're like, I think what we need to do to truly make this into a thing is to get on, like, an, like commit to a schedule. Yeah. And I was terrified. I was like, I don't know if we, sh we should do that. Like, that oh, seems no. to be... Like, a huge commitment. Like, I don't know. Like, can we, can we do this? Because once you tell people you're on a schedule, like, you are on a schedule. Yeah. Like, there is no, like, I didn't feel like doing it this yeah, week. Yeah, you can't miss it. You cannot miss it. Um, I don't remember which episode that was. It was early on. And I, I think once we, like, decided, like, we really made the commitment to doing it weekly, we were like, this is part of the, this is part of the job. And I think that was when I was like, yes, this is really awesome. I think we can, this, there's something here, but... Making it, making a, a commitment to it, sort of being on the schedule every week was like that moment for me. Yeah, I think the the profile of Nintendo Minute really jumped when the Switch came out. Like us doing that unboxing oh my God. was like a big moment in terms of like that was our first million view video and was the start of many, many more. Wait a second, didn't After we have that, million view videos for Mario um, Mario Maker? Uh, later. Oh, that was later. Later on. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. Uh, I never really, I, I don't think you and I were really like, oh yeah, we could just, you know, leave our jobs and do this full time until no. we had that conversation with Reggie um, when we were winding down with Nintendo and we were trying to decide what to do next. Yeah, that's true. And he really gave us, you know, the strong endorsements and, yeah. you know, a lot of encouragement and a lot of good advice to like, yeah, yeah, we can do this. And we talked to other creators too who, who you know, had very similar things to say, but I right. think I think we you know we always well, we saw like yeah this is like an addendum to our main job, mm -hmm. so it might be a little bit weird to leave that behind. Yeah, but we just needed the right situation, the right encouragement. Right, right. He was very much like, I can't believe that you even feel the need to ask. Like you should just do it immediately. Yeah, yeah. that was good. Good, good vote of confidence. Yes. <clears throat> Last questions from Maverick Nate. 
with Nintendo Japan opening a new retail mm. Nintendo store in Kyoto and Pokemon Japan opening a new center in Taipei, Taiwan, why haven't we seen Nintendo of America expand beyond their store in New York? You've mentioned before how NOA largely considers the New York store as a marketing tool, but the general demand for merchandise seems too strong to ignore. We were just talking to somebody who's in Japan, and they're like, there are so many, you know, between Nintendo stores and Pokemon, Pokemon centers, centers like, like every block. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, they really like... They Meanwhile, really... Europe's over here saying, hey, remember us? <laughs> we have nothing. Oh my, no, no Super Nintendo <laughs> World, nothing. no store, I would say no maybe, cafe. I would say maybe that's the next move yeah. if they were to pick one do yeah. literally anything in europe i feel like online shopping is so big in america i mean i don't know maybe well, you it, can't buy anything from the nintendo new york online you can buy something from the nintendo store it, online it's though. different they it's have ex, they have similar. exclusives nintendo new york exclusive you a cannot couple. get it you can't get it a couple but people want the experience of going they into want, the store they want it's the cool experience. yeah take a picture with the giant bowser yeah no i get that i want that too but yeah i, I don't i don't know why they haven't considered expanding yeah the store in new york is absolutely not to sell stuff it's 100 percent a marketing tool yeah and they i think they like lose money on that rent because i mean the uh, stuff that you sell in the store is not going to cover the rockefeller it's plaza rockefeller plaza which is rent. primo primo real estate it's in only Manhattan. for it's like an investment yeah. they're they're losing money on that yeah. store I mean, we do have the Universal Store in LA that you that's actually really that is not nice. open. I mean, you don't have to be going into the park to right. go to that store, and it's really nice. It's really nice. They may look at that and say, "Well, all right, that's that's kind of the West Coast, West Coast thing. thing, and we have the park, so we've got the East and the West Coast kind of covered, mm -hmm. and everything else you can buy online." So, shut up about it. Yeah, <laughs> and I think there's a lot of examples too of like. Remember, like, the Disney store? There used to be, like, a Warner Brothers store. Like mm -hmm. some of these, Those all went out of business. Some of these can overdo it. So I think they're thinking, like, let, yeah. let's have fewer and make it feel really special. Right. And they do feel special versus, like, every mall is going to have a Nintendo store and it's going to be right. kind of ho-hum. And also the malls are also going Malls are away. terrible. No one wants to go to the mall anymore. Right, right. So that, I mean, the whole, like, brick-and-mortar retail is a whole, like, other... Conversation. Yeah. So I may, think the risk is too much for and them. It may be different in Japan. Like I think I there's think so. still a lot of like foot traffic shopping. Yeah, because people, they have like public transit. People are out and doing yeah. stuff more so in Japan than they are here. here? Yeah. So yeah, Europe. Yeah, and Asia in general too. But Europe, Europe. Where's Nintendo? <laughs> I can't believe that. Where is? I mean, they have a their headquarters are in Germany. Like at least put yeah. one there. You know. Um, <laughs> London, Paris, Rome, London, pick a city. Pa yeah, like the pick main, one. <laughs> Any Anywhere. London would be great. Paris would be good. Oh, They'd all be great. Pick a, Paris? pick a city, please. Please. That's Bonjour, all, Mario. That's all our questions. Yes. Wow. All right. Um, shall we shout out some wonderful superstars? Let's do it. I'm a little bummed out that we don't have our Thanksgiving table of people to do the that round was fun. robin. That was really fun. That was Everyone fun. did a good job. Did that make you feel better about your pronunciations? It really did. I think it did. It really, yeah. truly did. Okay, but here we go with our superstars. Aaron Hash. Ben Eichhorn. Maru Mayhem. Eigenverse. Kiss My Flapjack. Mike Chin. Roy Eschke. Switching it up. Underscore. on. VGM Life. Link, the hero of wins. Angela Bycroft and her pig Molly. Thomas O'Rourke. Kyle LaBeouf. Roberto Nieves. Frederick Wolf Conradson. Andrew Yuhas. Chili. Bruce Dash. And Rain Tech. Whoop whoop. Um, we neglected and her pig Molly for last week because I said it. But that's what I'm oh, saying. It's good last that you, week. Last didn't know. I see. 
about Molly. I was prepared to defend myself. You're prepared to that. defend Molly. <laughs> I just did that. Molly's honor. <laughs> All right, here we go with the one of club. A Ron Burgundy. Ale Alejandro. Astro Dev. Awesome 46. Bad Moon Horizon. Ben GB. Blue Yellow Gray. Bookum Dano. Bookishly Fab. Brooke Obscura. Brovec Novec. Cameron. Chelly Squirrel. Christopher Lay. Captain Alex. Crim Cat. Sea Roper 17. Doxum. Doinko. Dolce. Dino Punch. Elite Peach. Esparts 50. Fart Priest 69. Furbound. Fernie and Jess Forever. Pa Fox Deploy. Garrett Hullfish. Garth the Wolf. Gartooth. G-Sun 101. Heroic. Iris Marin. Jay Rando. Jabroni Jones. Jeffrey Hernandez. Jerry 92602. Jesse Hernandez. John Responte. Jonathan Rowe. Jordan Collette. Jordan Hemmerly. Joshua Clements. Juji Fruit. Jess Cantro. Justin Leminger. Kawa 2796. Keith Kwong. Kevin Delane. Kilo Kibo. Christorati Kid. Christopia Party With Me. Kyle Gamer Barry Rookie. Kyle Kretzer. Kyle Kr Oh, whoop, Linnell Stickman. Lazy Cat for Coffee. Lex. Lit. Luminous. Macho Potato. Mad Dog 5981. Magnificent Easy G plus Callie Marie. Marky Man 64. Mario Man 392. Mecha Dragon 101. Megan. Michael Cravens. Mikey. Motomania. Mr. Andy Paul. Mr. Beans and Dip. MSM Poke Gamer. My Tran. Nasir. Nathan Burkhart. Ninja 11. Panda Buns. Pangy. Paul C. Pace. Paul Gale Network. Prime Factor. Prince Charmless. Raver. Ryeth One. Rob Osborne. Rocks. Ryanetta. Sharif Jackson. Sheer Cold Vanilla. Shinryu. Slowbro. Snow. Spicy Munchkin. Steel Citron. Sunny Gaduru. Tales of Link. Tech Magic. Terra Storm. The Shark. I'm a man. Thomas Alvarez. Three Rivers. Topher Schmofer. Tor Cheeks. Travis Torline. Jowie. Tugs Puppy Bear. Tuscoop. Kyler Geis. Vezvez. Video Game Stupid. Viridian. Virtual Bot. Weeb Kingdom. WG Grizzy. Wicked Davey. Will Johnson. Zudiverse. Zelgraf. Zapati. And Zoid. It's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. It's really a mouthful. All right. Thank you so much to our wonderful Patreon subscribers for continuing to support everything we do here on this channel. If you'd like to join, it is patreon.com slash kidandkrista. And if you're watching on video on YouTube, you can go ahead and subscribe to this channel, give this video a thumbs up and leave us a comment, which we will absolutely read. And if you are listening on audio, you can also subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and also leave a written review if you please. And we're on the socials. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Threads. All right. We did it. We did it. Another perfect episode. Yay! We'll talk to you guys later. Bye! Bye. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.